Hey, you guys, welcome to the Main and Magic Podcast, your stop for all things Disney. I'm your host, Dawn Brown, and this is episode 51. Whether you're adventuring with Disney around the world or at home via Disney Entertainment, I'm here to bring you the guests and info that'll pixie dust your experience, and we're picking up lots of new friends along the way. You can catch the links to our audio recordings on our website at mainandmagic.com or subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Just search for the Main and Magic Podcast. After the show, we invite you to join our community on Facebook to share your thoughts about each topic and to connect with other Disney fans. In this episode, Katie joins me for a detailed report on her Adventures by Disney trip to Costa Rica. We discuss her pre-trip planning, including preparing documents and special items she purchased for the trip. We also cover her day-by-day itinerary from a real-life jungle cruise to whitewater rafting. And she shares some post-trip reflections on memories and friendships made. So join us on the red car trolley as we take a ride to the crossroads of Maine and Magic. Welcome aboard, everybody. Come on in, grab a seat. We have a fun ride today because we are actually going to talk about something we haven't really talked about on the show before, and that is Adventures by Disney. And I know a lot of you guys are in our Facebook group, uh, and you probably were following along with Katie's adventures uh, while she was in Costa Rica. So I have her here today, and we are going to be talking all about it. So we're going to be covering how she prepared for her trip. Um, We're going to be talking about her itinerary and some of the things that she got to do and some of the highlights. And we're going to talk about, um, you know, kind of like a post-trip recap, like what she learned, what she, you know, what her thoughts were and how she feels about Adventures by Disney going forward. I just want to bring her on, let her say hi, and then we can jump into our episode. Hello, Dawn. Hello, everybody. I'm so excited you get to join me on my adventure. (laughs) It was such an amazing trip. (laughs) It looked amazing. I'm not going to lie, but I have to tell you something really quick. Mm -hmm. This is kind of funny. (laughs) Okay. Before your trip, when you first called me to tell me that you had the opportunity to go on this trip and, you know, you were asking like, what did I think? And I think I immediately was like, because you were also considering going to Disneyland. Like you had, yes, you know, that was the other option. And I was like, screw Disneyland. That's going to be there forever. (laughs) You, You need to go to Costa Rica. Okay. But have you ever seen that like meme graphic? That's like, you know, when your friend asks you for advice and you tell them exactly what you do, but at the end you say, but I don't know, though, in case it ruins their life. Yes. <laughs> I like literally thought of that when I was talking to you. And I, I think I even said that, but I don't know, though, you got to do what's best for you. Or whatever. <laughs> you you know? Yeah, you did. <laughs> so then when you left to go on the trip, I was like, 
kind of freaking out the whole time like oh my god are we gonna be friends in a week <laughs> is she gonna have the worst time and call me and be like you give the worst advice <laughs> oh my gosh i am so honestly when i got the email so for anyone that is wondering this trip was considered what in the travel industry what we call a familiarization trip so it's a way for um travel agents to kind of get together and go on the actual trip that a regular client or a guest may experience like we got to do everything that a guest would do obviously you know we still have to pay everything like that but it's geared for agents so we get to ask a lot more questions and things and when I first was given this opportunity and asked if I wanted to do it honestly guys I hemmed and hawed for probably four hours like I do want to go to Disneyland, but I really want to do this and I'll never get this opportunity again. But is it safe? But what am I thinking? I don't know anything about Costa Rica. What's in Costa Rica? What am I going to do? I'm going to drown if I go whitewater rafting. I can't go zip lining. I'm afraid of heights. What am I thinking? I'm going to, no, you know what? I'm going to do this. I'm just going to do this trip because it's a once in a lifetime. Who knows if I'll get to do it again? I, I have to, I'm just going to do it. I called my mom. <laughs> I called Dawn. I called Dan. I called my sisters. I called I talked to my my direct agent um, with AAA. I was talking to her and asking her questions. And by at the end of it, I said, why am I overthinking this? I just need to do it. And honestly, best decision of 2022. Like, it is, it was just, uh, there's no words. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah, I was like, every every day, I was like, you went white water rafting early and I was like yeah. waiting. Right. And then you posted and you're like, today was great. I'm like, okay, we made it through another day. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> an yet, but I don't know though. <laughs> yeah. I'm, Cause my thought was it's so much easier to travel to Disneyland because it's within the continuous United States. Oh, yeah. It's, you know, direct flights are easy to find you yep. you know you've been to LA before so you kind of get it but if somebody is offering you a special trip out of the country the answer is always yes that one <laughs> the answer is always yes <laughs> Ready or um, the answer is always yes do not overthink it honestly it was great I had a great support system from family to friends to my colleagues who helped me and answer questions that I had. Because, I mean, guys, I haven't been out of the country since 2011 was the last time I was out of the country. So I was, you know, I wasn't nervous, but I was nervous. Like, I didn't know anything about Costa Rica. It's never been, yeah, on, you my, even, it's never been on my yeah, list. You, yeah, you even said that to me. You were like, I don't think I even ever wanted to go to Costa Rica because I don't know what's there. And I was like, oh, my God, Costa Rica is on my list. It's like a natural, amazing country with like all the things that I want to see and do. Yeah. And honestly, the day we got home, I was on the Internet trying to figure out when I can go to Costa Rica again. I mean... <laughs> Uh, and not even necessarily another Adventures by Disney because I wouldn't want to do the same adventure twice, but I want to go and explore the country more. It was just a beautiful country. The people were great. It was not what I was expecting at all. It really wasn't. It it far exceeded every expectation I ever could have possibly imagined of Costa Rica. So 
it is it is for sure a it was great it was beautiful and now you have a better idea because you've experienced yourself of what the process of doing an adventures by disney yeah is like because you have been through the entire process from booking to you know getting dropped back off at the airport on the way home so let's let's talk about your trip prep because you didn't have a ton of time no I, I want to say you had like six weeks maybe two months I had uh, approximately uh, six and a half seven weeks okay so you know enough time but not a ton of time like most people would be planning you know probably six months to a year out right um my but, Amazon delivery guy was busy for seven weeks. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so let's talk about like after you booked the trip and mm-hmm. you know you're going, the first thing I know that you had to take care of was your passports. Yes. Um, so you do have to have a passport to travel to Costa Rica. Yes, you um, do. Was there any other IDs that you had to bring with you or, you know, documents in general uh no so the passport obviously out of the country is mandatory it had to be valid for six months post trip um so that's something that's really important to to know certain countries some countries are different but for the most part any out of the anywhere out of the country your passport has to be valid for at least six months post your your uh, you know disembark your arrival home day um and it also has to have i didn't know this it also has to have a certain number of pages empty in order to travel oh that's interesting yeah i didn't know that it was right on on the on um one of the things that i was uh that i had so you have to have a certain number of blank pages for them to be able to stamp my passport was completely we updated our passports everything was fine um we didn't have to have any other documentation with us, like passport-wise. So we brought our licenses just to have them and insurance cards. But um, the only other thing we had to have that Adventures by Disney provided to us the week of tr- the week before travel was a trusted travel document, trusted traveler documentation, um, and what that. Sorry, trusted traveler was our. Uh, for United States. So that's like our Nexus and TSA pre-check. We had that information. So we brought that with us. But then for for Adventures by Disney, you do have to be COVID-19 vaccinated. So the week before travel, you had to upload your vaccine card to the website. And then they basically authorize it and send you a sheet saying you are health secure basically to travel to Costa Rica also. So that's not necessarily something for the country itself, but that was something that adventures by Disney did mandate. So, um, okay. That we had to have. Okay. So you talked about COVID, but you did not have to test. You just had to we be did updated. not have to test. Yes. We just okay. had to have the vaccine. There's no testing, um, into or out of the United States right now. Okay. Um, and you guys actually brought your vaccine cards just in case 
We did. Yeah. So again, something that was not necessary. We did not have to bring them because we uploaded them and uh, they were on record with Adventures by Disney. So if there was any question, um, they had records of it. We could just, you know, our travel guides could potentially call if need be and they could show the proof. But we did have them just because why, why fudge yeah. around with it? Let's just bring it. Okay. Um, so another thing that can happen when you're traveling to tropical destinations is shots, meds. <laughs> yep. Did you guys need to get any, uh, you know, inoculations or have any um, medicines with you when you were traveling? Uh, so we, this, we talked to our doctor, obviously every primary doctor is going to be different. We, Dan and I both talked to our doctors um, they did make, want to make sure that we were up to date on our regular vaccines, so our MMR, our hepatitis, our tetanus, which we were all up to date on that. So that's just a normal recommendation of making sure, just because you never know, like if you get cut in the river or anything like that, you don't know what's there. Um, we did speak to our doctors about malaria and typhoid fever, uh, just because in certain areas it could be prevalent in that part of the country. But, um, after showing our doctors, our itinerary and what we had intended to do and where exactly we were, we are per our personal physicians said that it was not necessary to have those or to get either of those. Um, so we didn't have to, but it, we did discuss it with our doctor beforehand, just because, I mean, we were going whitewater rafting. You don't know what's in the water. You know, we're mm -hmm. going on a jungle cruise where we were, literally five miles away from Nicaragua. I mean, to the point where we both got text messages while on Rio Frio, which is the river we did the jungle cruise on that said, welcome to Nicaragua. Um, <laughs> so, you know, you are close in that aspect. Um, so we did talk to our doctors about that, but it wasn't necessary. They didn't, they told us we didn't have to get either of those. So and that could be a different story. You know, you guys were going at the end of August, you know, right. for somebody else who goes in like April or yes. June, you know, just the weather change might yeah, it's, be more uh, if they're having a bad rainy season, you know. Right. It's, it's just because you went at this time doesn't mean you wouldn't necessarily need those things if you went again at that time. Correct. So that's one of those, like, always go ask your doctor, bring your itinerary, tell them exactly where you're going to be. They'll look at your medical record. Right. They'll, yeah. you know, like when my dad and I traveled to South Africa, we went in September and we, it, it was kind of a, you can take the malaria medication or you cannot take the malaria medication. You're kind of right on the line. Yeah. <laughs> you know, so it was like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and take the yeah, malaria medication. <laughs> and I think I saw one mosquito, like it just happened oh, yeah. to be that kind of weather. So Right. And it's, um, it's like, if you look on, um, you know, I did an extensive amount of research and read everything you could possibly imagine in those seven weeks and um, everything. And especially on the Adventures by Disney um, website, when you go to the FA, the facts and questions and answers and um, it, it, there is a section on there about vaccines and it says, check the CDC website. Well, let me tell you guys a story. Has anyone ever gone onto the CDC website? Because it's confusing. 
Yes, it is. <laughs> because it's terrible. It's like, where are you traveling to? Costa Rica. Well, we recommend that you have this, this, and this, but you should have this, and you need this, and you need this if you're going to here, and if you're doing this. So, I mean, even my doctor who pulled up the same page as me, and she's like, are you going to a refugee camp and helping people build houses? Like, no. She's like, you don't need this then. <laughs> like, okay. Yeah, exactly. So, yeah. You know, obviously, again, I cannot trust the importance that obviously every physician is going to be different. Every personal person's personal health is different. We did have the option. We could have taken it to be on the safe side. Our doctors felt it wasn't necessary for us, but um, we did make sure we were up to date on, like I said, um, MMR, and hepatitis and tetanus were the three main ones that we got blood panels and made sure we were 100% um, up to date with. So, Cool. All right. So the next thing is money. Did you guys do currency exchange at all? We did for souvenirs. <laughs> That's no, why I'm so- worried because usually like you don't necessarily need to exchange like thousands of dollars, but you probably want to have a couple hundred for like a tip. Yeah. Or, so yeah. We, we did ask. Um, it is it was not necessary. Uh, they do accept everywhere. We went accepted American. And the only thing they told you is that if you pay an American, you may get American back, but you will probably get Colones back, which Colones is the um, Costa Rican money. Um, so we did not exchange anything. We, we just brought, um, enough money that we needed, um, to make sure we had stuff for, to tip our, our guides. And then, um, stuff that knowing that we could just bring American and use American, we just did that for the most part, honestly, though, we just use our credit cards, um, our debit cards. We talked to the bank the week before we left and all the cards that we had on file with our bank, they knew that we were traveling out of the country. So if they saw multiple Costa Rican purchases, that it wasn't fraudulent charges. So they put that we were traveling on our account. Um, we did use our credit cards for the majority of everything. And then the one day when we went into town, we were able to use American. And like I said, they did ask, like, do you want American back? Like, nope, you can. You know, then they sit there, they have their calculator and they... They know what the exchange rate is that day and they add it up and figure it out and say, okay, you get, you know, 20,000 colones back and here you go and you get two $10 shark bills back. So yeah, it was, uh, we did not have to, we did though, make sure that the American money we brought that we had twenties or smaller. Uh, we did not bring anything larger than a $20 bill. Um, with the exception yeah. of what we intended to tip our our guides, which that was, they are okay taking American. So we did give them larger, but that money was not used. That was brought with the intention of something different. So anything we used for what we wanted to buy was 20s or smaller. But like I said, I mean, when we got to the airport on the day we were coming home, we did go to the currency exchange window in the uh, Liberia airport. And we're like, we need to exchange $50. And honestly, the only reason we exchanged it was to bring home a souvenir because the money is awesome. It was so cool looking. It's like plastic (laughs) money. The one has a sloth on it. Um, One has a shark. One has a deer. One has, what's the other one? A bird, I believe it is. 
And I mean, it's plastic, it's plastic money. It's the coolest thing ever. So we made sure to bring so strange. Yeah, it was weird. (laughs) And like part of it see through I have a picture, I'll I'll make sure to add a picture, um, add it to the to the Google Docs to put with it. But it's really cool looking. It was interesting. And so really quick about money. Um, when we were at one of the hotels, I was trying so hard because James wanted anything sloth related while we were there. Mm-hmm. Um, and one of the dollars, one of their bills has a sloth on it. So I, of course, had to get a sloth bill for him as a souvenir. So I asked, you know, how much would this be? And they're like, oh, it's, you know, 17 American dollars for, for the sloth bill. I'm like, all right, done. So they're like, oh, I'm so sorry. The only one we have is the old currency, which is the cotton money. And it's going out of, um, we're taking it out of, basically out of existence in the next two months. We're taking it out of, out of, uh, circulation. Thank you. Yeah. So we're taking it out of circulation in the next two months. I'm like, like, we don't have the, the, the new one. I'm like, that's okay. This is going to be out of circulation. I want that. (laughs) So I have a plastic sloth and I have a cotton sloth. Cool. So, yeah. Yeah. Definitely take a picture. I want to see those. I will. I will. I have one of the one of the other agents took a picture of all the bills lined up, so I have that, and I'll I'll send that. Yeah. One of the um, pros, if you will, of using your credit card when you're traveling is you get the exchange rate that is at that exact moment that you use the card, versus if you do the exchange rate at like the airport or something, yes. then it's like, you know, and, and sometimes from day to day it can change. So, right. <laughs> um, but yeah, definitely like calling your credit card company before you leave to let them know where you're going to be because some credit cards are more touchy than others. Like yes. some credit cards don't care. And like mine, if I go to a Kroger in a city, that is near my house, but not one that I've been to before. They'll be like, <laughs> "Oh yeah," and I'm like, "Like I'm literally ten miles from my house, guys." Yeah. <laughs> like, and we we only always use our debit card, and we um, we have a very small local bank. So we've had last year, I had an issue with my card being uh, used somewhere, and God only knows where for God only knows what. Anyways. Um, so they're really good about it. And if there's even the slightest, like you said, the slightest, like I get a phone. If I see, if I see Evans Bank calling me, I'm like, oh, crap. <laughs> what now? <laughs> but they're really good about it. So we made sure that that was like, that was not one of the top things on the pre-trip things to do was call the bank and let them know that, hey, we're going to be out of the country. Okay. The next thing that people need to prepare to go international is your phone service. What did you guys do for your phone service? So we have Verizon and our current plan that we pay monthly for includes an international service. So if basically what that means is with this, with the plan that we have, if we ever travel out of the country, like we're really close to Canada. So whenever I go to Canada, I get it. Um, you get so many gigabytes a day. Um, and then if you go over that, they just say, okay, we're going to charge you $10 a day. And it automatically gets charged. So we didn't have to do anything. But being at the, when we're at the hotels and anywhere that there, there was Wi-Fi, we just hooked into the Wi-Fi and didn't have to worry about using anything. But 
it just automatically took care of it. We didn't have to do any pre-planning for that. Yeah, I did that in Europe. Wi-Fi calling is awesome. Right? <laughs> Seriously. Um, everyone's phone service could be different, but like I said, ours had the international plan already in it. So it just automatically get, we got a text message almost every day saying, Hey, you've met your 0.5 gigabytes for the day. We're going to charge you $10 from here on out. Like, ah, crap. (laughs) I forgot Wi-Fi. Yeah. So for anybody out there that wants to add that to their bill if they don't already have it just make sure you factor the cost of that into your travel budget yeah let me tell you when i went on my first cruise i did not have the international plan and i turned my phone on and uh, i think i'm still paying for that bill um (laughs) so data roaming is intense um don't recommend it so that is definitely a priority is making sure it ten dollars a day was a lot cheaper to keep all you guys informed. I had to keep you guys all up to date. <laughs> uh, okay, so that's kind of all the big stuff in terms of like preparing, you know, important documents and medical records and things like that. Um, so that's going to be something that you're going to want to do no matter where you're traveling. So if you're doing Adventures by Disney and you know, Asia or Europe or Wyoming, (laughs) Right. you know, you're going to want to kind of like just check and make sure that you have everything up to date. And again, just traveling to be safe. Each, each trip is, is different, whether it's like you said, out of the States or not, but those kind of questions are stuff that if you're interested in one of them, you know, you shoot me the, here's where we want to go. What do I need? And I have all the answers. And if I don't, I work with a vacationista with Adventures by Disney that helps me help you get the right answer. So. Yeah. You guys have like a team. So you can, you know, get them, get the specific question answered. Yeah. Um, Okay. Now, so some things that are specific to your trip, um, what I wanted to know was, did you guys buy any special items for your trip? Like things that you specifically needed yes. for Costa Rica? We did. So we bought um, frog togs. I don't know if anyone knows what a frog tog is. It's probably one of the best waterproof jackets ever. Dan actually bought me one years ago when we used to go to the Kentucky Derby. And it just didn't it didn't fit me anymore. I'm I didn't sorry. Like it. I'm yes. sorry. Did you just say you used to go to the Kentucky Derby? Yes. First off, why do I not know this? Second off, really? why are you wearing a raincoat? And third off, did you wear a hat? <laughs> yes, I wore a hat. Yes, we went to the <laughs> Kentucky Derby for like five years. We went in the infield because it's the way to do it cheap. It's super weird. Like Kentucky Derby is intense. It's so much fun. Uh, totally recommended as a bucket list thing. This is like um, <laughs> a bougie level that I did not even know was in your deck of cards. <laughs> um, what is happening right now? <laughs> I bought a different hat every year. Um, picked the winner a couple of years. Uh, the one actually the first year we went, the horse I won on, his name was Animal Kingdom. So stop. Swear to God. <laughs> you think you know somebody (laughs) 
the one year we went, it called for rain. So we bought frog togs and brought them with us. And of course, it was the year that it legit torrential downpoured. But anyway, so frog togs, we brought frog togs. <laughs> Anyways, back to Costa Rica. <laughs> um, so frog togs, because we're in the rainforest and you just didn't know. And again, I overthink everything and I looked at weather and um, I'd rather be prepared than not. So a frog tog is a really nice lightweight because it's still hot, humid, uh, waterproof, breathable jacket. So we got a couple of those. Um, and they fold up really nice. They take up like next to no room. We, I bought myself a long sleeve bathing suit top for whitewater rafting. Um, I had read a couple of things that people recommend long sleeve when you're whitewater rafting just because you're on the, you know, in the sun and there's, you can't reapply when you're in the middle of an activity. So I bought myself one of those. Um, for this specific excursion and actually any adventure by Disney that does whitewater rafting, because there are a few, you do have to have closed-toed shoes, uh, closed-toed, closed-heeled. So we bought water shoes. I bought myself a waterproof phone pouch for my phone to take um, into the hot springs and like the catamaran, basically any of the water activities. I wanted to make sure that if I wanted to have my phone with me, I could have my phone. Um, what else? I bought a couple of Apple AirTags for our suitcases so I can track them in case the airlines screwed up, which they did not, but I had them in case. I bought a nice travel wallet that is an RFID proof um, to keep our passports, our licenses. So in New York State, we have... Um, enhanced licenses so our licenses actually have rfid readings in them state each state is different but that's because we're so close to canada our our licenses are different so we bought rfid proofed um, travel wallet which actually was really nice like it held our money in there really nice um had enough room for our passports our licenses our credit cards like everything fit in there really good and my most favorite thing that I purchased for the trip, and I have not taken it off since I bought it in June, is a silicone wedding band, which was yeah. awesome. Leave your expensive jewelry at home, guys. So <laughs> I had a funny story about this. <laughs> and I told Dan, I go, we're bu I'm buying these wedding rings. Like they're just, you know, they're silicone wedding bands. But I said, I have heard stories where people are in the water and your hands go from super hot and then you get in the cold water and your fingers shrink and your rings fall off and, or God forbid, like somebody in the airport tries to jump you and take your jewelry. Like I have nothing. I have a silicone band. Here you go. So one, when we were whitewater rafting, one of the couples that was with us in the raft and we were talking to them at our departure, our farewell dinner. And he's like, oh, you know, we're talking about this or that. And the other thing is like, well, I'm leaving a piece of coast, a piece of me with Costa Rica. Like, what are you talking about? He's like, oh, well, when we were whitewater rafting and I got into the river at some point, I don't know, getting back in or when I got out and the water was so cold, my wedding band fell off and my wedding band is somewhere in the Serapiki River and he lost mm -hmm. his wedding band. So... Again, not a necessity, but something that we wanted to make sure. We didn't want to bring our bands with us, so we had those. But that was everything I bought. And you, um, for you guys out there listening, uh, 
I have links to all of these things that I'm going to put in the expanded show notes. So if you want to go check out what she bought and did everything work out, you know, did you like your long sleeve bathing suit top and all of that? I did. Okay. Travel wallet was awesome. And the only thing that I, we didn't need really was, I think I used it once just because I had it, it was raining, was my frog tog, but we got really lucky with weather. So had we have gone the week prior, we would have probably used it a lot more. Um, but yeah, everything was great. Everything worked perfectly. It was, I, I was really glad the stuff that I did buy. It was good. It's all good quality things too. So, Okay, so just kind of getting down to the last of the pre-trip stuff. Um, how many bags or suitcases did you guys bring with you, you know, per person? Um, and do they recommend, um, yes. you know, for you to stay within a certain amount of they, suitcases or do they not care? Like, Oh, no, what, they care. You know? um, okay. So you are, we each brought one suitcase and one carry-on and our carry-ons were, so in the pictures that I sent pre-trip, the, that I posted the duffel bag that we got, um, which is a very like a small size duffel bag. Like it was not big at all. It fit underneath the seat of the airplane in front of us. Um, but we brought a roll carry on. We each brought a medium sized suitcase. And then I had that small duffel bag, which just had like the airline pillows like it could have been folded up so small there was like nothing in it uh they do recommend that you keep to one suitcase and one carry-on per person um because everything has to go on the shuttles the entire time so they are limited on space but obviously if you did bring more they would figure out how to accommodate you but for the most part they try and ask you to stay to one suitcase and one carry-on per person okay and i don't know how i fit everything in one suitcase I managed. It was hard. Let me tell you. Let me just let me, let me just interject You're here really quick. You're a really bad overpacker. I am though. an overpacker, and it's here's the thing. When I go to Disney, I intentionally overpack, right? Like when I'm going to Florida, I know what the weather's like in August, but I overpack tank tops because I'm going to go back and I'm going to change, and I might change my tank top, or maybe you know, I overpack stuff like that. I'm going on a trip where I have no idea. I don't know what I need to wear to dinner. Do I need to be super fancy? I didn't. I didn't wear a, bring a gown or anything. But like, what is the weather like at night? What does 60 and rainy actually feel like when it's 130% humidity? Um, <laughs> <laughs> like, so did I overpack clothes? Surprisingly, I came home with two tank tops and one dress that I did not wear. So I you did so, okay. -ish. I was so proud of myself. <laughs> and on the other hand, he overpacked. <laughs> <laughs> Just throw him under the bus when I he's totally, not here to defend he's himself. So, he's going under that Marco Polo bus that we were on for a week. <laughs> um, so, okay, let's get into like the actual trip. So yeah. you tell me about your flight from Buffalo to the destination, what what was your flight itinerary? Did you have a layover? Was it a direct flight? Where did you fly into? Uh, so unfortunately, Buffalo is not an international airport. 
even though it's the Niagara Falls International Airport. It is not an international airport. Um, so we did have a layover. So we did fly southwest. Um, we flew southwest to Baltimore at 6 a.m. Our flight, not even, 40-minute flight to Baltimore. We had about a three-hour layover. Um, because you're still in the United States, you don't have to get your bags or anything like that. Like they market international and you just go to different terminal, get to Baltimore, got ourselves breakfast, got to our gate, and you just have to show that you have a passport in order to get on the plane. Like they didn't ID it or anything, but you did have to show that you had a passport. And then we had about a four and a half hour flight from Baltimore to San Jose. Um, so, and San Jose from my time uh, was two hours behind us. So, you know, it was a long travel day. Figure we got up at three and left for the airport at 4.15 and our flight took off at six and we didn't get into San Jose until... 12:30 their time so essentially 2:30 with what we were averaging that day. Okay, so they're mountain time. Yes. They're they're what would be mountain time in the US. Yeah. Okay. Um but it was a nice easy flight. There are direct flights to San Jose from certain places, but unfortunately not for us. Yeah, I think uh, I can catch one from Houston actually. Yes, I think there's yes, a direct you can. flight. Yes, there is. <laughs> So, okay, so you get to the airport in San Jose. Um, mm -hmm. How was your experience going through customs? Because that's, uh, <laughs> let me tell you, I've experienced customs in three countries, and they were all very different. <laughs> um, I actually, the only other time we were ever, I mean, aside from Canada, which border crossings are 100% different than air crossings. So the last time I was... At an international airport was in coast in Dominican Republic. So it was a lot different than there. Um, our flight arrived about 12, 1230, 12.45 by the time we walked the labyrinth of the, from the runway to where customs is. And there was nobody in the airport. There was no line for customs. We had maybe, I don't know, it was maybe a 10 minute from the time we got off the airplane to by the time we were done with customs, um, just from walking and then being questioned. Once when we did get to the custom window and talk to the Costa Rican border patrol, we had to show them our passport and we had to produce an itinerary. So they asked what our reason for our visit was. You know, we just told them that it was um, Adventures by Disney. And they asked where we're staying. So one thing that Adventures by Disney does is, again, about the week or, the week or two before you travel, they send you what's called an adventure travel guide. And it's a link that you basically can download everything to your phone. Um, so for anyone that was following along, those pictures that I sent the morning of each day, that was from our travel guide. It basically goes through itinerary, things you might need, things like that. So they wanted to know where we had intended on staying. So we just basically said, here's, you know, we're with Adventures by Disney. We're checking into this hotel today. Scroll to the next day. We're checking into this hotel tomorrow. And then this is our last hotel. So they had the name of our hotel. They asked if we were bringing anything and then stamped our book and walked through uh, free cheap booze. Uh, <laughs> 
<laughs> Why can't I think of what it's called? I can't think of it either, but I know exactly what you're talking about. Duty free. Duty free. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> Stamped our book and we were through duty free. So Tell me you live next to Canada without telling me you live <laughs> next to Canada. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh and okay the funny thing is like everyone i mean the people that were on the plane so we ended up finding out there was one person on our flight that was with adventures by disney that we had no idea like at that point we don't know anyone but you see all these people going through customs and they're like oh look you could get tito's for 32 dollars here like pfft. All I got to do is go to Niagara <laughs> Falls for the day and I can get that. Ah, whatever. Let's go, Dan. Come on. <laughs> oh, my gosh. That's so funny. Okay. So relatively easy to get through as long as you have all of your stuff organized. Yes. So that's yes. good to know. Yeah. Okay. And the travel wallet helped because all I had to do was pop that out of my – I had my phone in one hand. I had my travel wallet in the other hand, and that was it. So nice and everything was together. So – Kind of walk us through what happened after you landed and got through customs. Like, is Adventures by Disney there right away waiting for you? Um, And also, do they tell you a time? Like, is there a time that you need to arrive in country by? Or does it, you know, do they say after a certain time, before a certain time? Will they pick you up whenever you can get in? Like, how does that work? So... Pre-travel, um, prior prior to leaving, the one thing you have to when when you pay for your trip or when you book your trip, um, you have to fill out a bunch of documents for and send them to Adventures by Disney. So you have to send them your name, what you want, what your legal name is, what you want to be called, what your height is, what your weight is. You have to send them your passport information. Like they, Adventures by Disney has a copy of they they know your life. Um, you also have to send them your flight itinerary that way that they can keep track of it. So mm-hmm. they they do tell you that you have to arrive in the country no later than 4 p.m. is the cutoff, basically. Okay, okay. Um, so pre-travel, they knew, you know, we knew we had to be there by, by 4, but they knew what our arrival time was. So they knew that, that we were getting in. They had our, and it's not even based on arrival time. Like they want to know your flight confirmation number, your flight, you know, the airline you're flying, your flight number, what the times are, they keep track of everything. Of Well, they need to be able to check for delays and all that stuff. Yeah. Um, So after getting through customs and we get to the, the, the carousel where our luggage is. So you have the other thing that they send you is this orange strap to put on your suitcase, basically marks, Hey, I'm important. Um, I'm with Adventures by Disney, <laughs> essentially. Oh, yeah, because that's their brand color yes, is orange. Is orange. Yeah. orange and like olive dark green. Um, so when we get to the baggage carousel, there's a guy. Uh, his name is Jonathan. And he's walking around and he's holding an Adventures by Disney sign. Right. And this isn't this isn't even an adventure person. He's not even a Disney employee. This is an airport employee. It wanted like when you're at a normal airport and you see those guys trying to like take your luggage for you and carry it to the car for you. It's one of those guys. Okay. And he's holding an Adventures by Disney sign, and um, he looks for the orange tag on your suitcase. 
and you we find him like we you know see the sign so we go over and we're like oh hey i'm adventures by disney it's like all right what's your name and on the back of his clipboard on the back of his paddle paddle of power adventures by disney sign he has you know okay you're you know kathleen and daniel fisher yes okay we have one other person it's like let me you know where's your where are you like oh we're right over here so he comes over and he waits and we stand there and like, oh, there's my suitcase, and I go to get it. And he's like, I got it. And he goes and he grabs his suitcase. And what? So we didn't even touch our suitcase. We, at this point, last time we touched our suitcase was in Buffalo. Um, so okay. he he knew that there was a flight coming in. He was ready for us. Okay, so you go through customs. You deboard. You go through customs. You head right to the baggage carousel, and you meet your first point of contact who gets your bags, and then shuttles you out to a bus or driver that's waiting for you or did you guys have to wait for a little while no it was so we there was it was dan and i and then one other agent that was again like i said on the same flight as us so we waited for her luggage he put it all on his little cart we went through the he i mean put it on the x so when you go through a international airport you have to put your suitcases through the x-ray machine to get out he took care of that. He's like, you know, go ahead. I got this. He loaded him up for us. He goes out and we met another point of Adventures by Disney contact who's, again, holding the paddle of power Adventures by Disney sign outside. That guy called and said, okay, you know, your ride will be here in two. He, they're two minutes away. So the three of us ended up then waiting for maybe two or three minutes for the shuttle to come and pick us up at the airport. Again, Adventures by Disney sign in the window, a basically a, a Costa Rica shuttle guide got us. They loaded our suitcases up for us, and she took us to our first hotel. Okay, okay. So you they, they just kind of shuffle you to where you need to go. Yes. You wait a few minutes for your ride. Your ride takes you to the hotel, and then, okay. But it was super easy. Like, we never once had to, like, look for the – I mean, we had to look for the sign when we get to the carousel. You had to look for the paddle of power sign. And they send you a thing saying, here's how you find – here's what to do when you arrive. Look for this orange sign. Um, so we knew to look for it. And as soon as you find that sign, you no longer are looking for anybody. They say, okay, come with me. Okay, come with me. Like, you are now in the hands of Disney. They, they have you. So I'm just going to say this actually is kind of making me laugh because <laughs> this is what going to Disney World used to be like <laughs> when you would get off the plane and you're, you don't even have to touch your luggage. You just go find the Magical Express sign. They check you in. They send you to the next guy yep. who's outside waiting by the bus. You never. So, mm -hmm. I mean... If you if you want to have that magical express experience once again, <laughs> go just on the book an adventures my Disney trip. <laughs> um, the one thing, one of the main things with Adventures by Disney, like one of the things that they really strive um, is the hassle-free travel. And you know, we'll get into it more when we get you know, kind of go into details of each day too. But I mean, there was at this point the biggest hassle was 
getting Dan to not sit down at the Chick-fil-A at the Baltimore airport and eat at the gate in case we board early. (laughs) That was the biggest hassle of the day. And that's what you're paying for too, right? Like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You, for people I've, I've expressed on this show before about my anxiety about traveling to Asia because I feel like that is a culture shock. Like, that's going to be a culture shock to me. It just is right. <laughs> any Asian country. Like I can go to Africa. Fine. I can go to Europe. Fine. I can go to South America. Fine. Like I know I'll survive, but for some reason, like I saw the video of the people on the train, like trying to get on and off the train. And I was like, I literally will die there. <laughs> <laughs> so in adventures by Disney, That's the way that I need to go to Asia is I need to have something completely set up for me already where I can just arrive and somebody shuffles me from one place to the next so that I don't have to have that anxiety. So, you know, I think there's a lot of people out there that would travel internationally, but like not everybody is like me and you. Like for us, part of the joy of traveling is planning the travel. Oh, yeah. You know, like, I I just, I love all of the preparation as much as I love the trip. But for a lot of people, they hate the preparation. They right. just, can you just give me a checklist of things that I need to do and I'll get those things done. And then I don't, you know, I don't want to have to like research which hotel to stay at and which car service to use and which activities to do. I just want to find something that has an itinerary that looks interesting to me and book it and not worry about how I'm getting from point A to point B. So that's why I think this is such a good like offering. It's such a good way to travel, especially if there's places that you would want to go, but it just seems like way too overwhelming to figure all of the details out on your own. So, um, okay. We're going to talk a little bit about your itinerary just in case anybody out there is like specifically interested in this itiner- this Costa Rica itinerary. Um, I believe there are other Costa Rica itineraries, but this one in particular that you did, it was a six night, seven day. Is that right? Yes. So okay. the two itineraries that Adventures by Disney has is this one, and then they have what's called an adult exclusive. So eight. Uh, 18 and over no kids allowed okay. so the, both of those are essentially the same um, okay. activities with one chain but did you have any kids on your trip we did okay how many people how many people were in your group there were 25 people on the trip um, usually adventures by Disney sticks to between 25 to 40 guests this one had 25. Because it was an agent familiarization trip, they were asking for adults. One person brought their 17-year-old daughter, which was approved and, you know, what have you. So we did technically have one child. We had one 17-year-old and one 18-year-old. But in Costa Rica, 18 is an adult. So, um, like, legally allowed to drink. So we did not have any children, if you will. Okay. Technically, okay. she's 17. She was more of an adult than I am, honestly. Like, <laughs> Lily was awesome. She was amazing. So we kind of had one child, but not really. 
Okay, so let's just go through your itinerary here. Um, mm-hmm. So tell me about your arrival day. So you you got to your hotel probably like what, like 2 p.m. ish? Yeah, about 2. Yep. Um, and what did you do? Because this does this count as your first day? Yes. So this, uh, the arrival day is considered the first day. Um, we arrived at, um, it was called Marriott Hotel Hacienda Belin. It is set on an actual coffee plantation, which was really cool. And you basically, when you get to the hotel, like when the shuttle drops you off, your travel guides meet you and they go over kind of all the basics with you. Um, they, they actually give you a sheet of what to expect that night. Like here's where to meet. They give you their phone numbers in case of an emergency so you can reach them. They tell you a little bit about what to expect and what to expect with the culture and the country that you're in. So um, one thing that I was really shocked at that they told us, like it was actually like one of the first things that they told us was you can drink tap water in Costa Rica. Like straight out of the tap. You don't have to get a bottle. You can drink tap but water. But should you? <laughs> uh, we did. It was, okay. it was, I mean, it was clean. It was fine. It was fine. It, there was nothing wrong with it. So you can't flush toilet paper. That was weird. Well, that just makes sense, actually. <laughs> but you could drink the tap water. And then they did our welcome picture. So anyone going on Adventures by Disney, make sure you are wearing something appropriate because you never know when your picture will show back up. Um, so they do your welcome picture with the paddle of power and any kind of pictures or questions you have. They gave us a small little box of chocolates and a welcome drink of Costa Rica, which was called Cass. And then we had about five hours on our own that we got to just kind of walk around the hotel and explore. Um, we could have went swimming if we wanted to. We enjoyed lunch. So this was one of the days that only dinner was included. So we got lunch at one of the three hotel uh, restaurants. We, of course, went to the 24-hour cafe and got ourselves a nice cup of Costa Rican coffee and kind of just relaxed a little bit and took tons of pictures and walked around the resort. So, Now, did you get to check into your room right oh, away yeah. or are they beholden to, you know, traditional check-in, no, check-out times? it was. We were checked in immediately. So when we got, when we did the welcome orientation, basically, we sat down. They said, okay, here's your key. You're in room, blah, blah, blah. Your bags will be up there. If they're not already there, they'll be up there shortly. And we finished our thing and we could have went and walked into our room immediately. It was ready. So. Okay. Awesome. Yeah. And is it like a phone key or did they give you like a plastic room key? All three resorts had plastic room keys. Okay. That's good to know. Because so, some people might be worried about that if they don't smartphone. Yeah. Nope. They um, were all plastic, old school plastic keys. You said dinner was included. So you. Dinner was included this day. Yes. So tell me about that because welcome dinners are simultaneously exciting and a little bit nerve-wracking because you're just with a bunch of people you don't know (laughs) so we sat we um we walked around a little bit we sat down at a table we were like everyone's kind of sitting outside talking and you know talking to the guides and like all right they're like you guys can go sit down so we go we sit down we sit at an empty table and uh the first couple comes and joins us a really nice younger couple from Kansas. 
they, so they sat down with us. We started talking to them. And then um, the mother and daughter, actually, so Susie and Lily, they joined us also. So each table had about six people at it. And you are awkwardly making conversations like, hey, I'm Katie. And, you know, I'm an independent contractor. This, you know, Amber does her thing and V's from Portugal and Susie's and going to senior year in high school and we're you know making small talk and I love that I love that you had someone from Europe in your travel group that's so cool yeah he all so you could still like that's the awesome thing about this is like it's like a cruise you could literally meet people from all over the world yes and so there were also two other agents that were there that were from Colombia which oh, was cool sweet. Too. Yeah. They were, all, they were a riot. Oh my gosh. They were so much fun. <laughs> um, <laughs> they, they, uh, they joined the face, the, uh, made a magic friends page on the last Oh, day. good. Yes. Okay. Um, so, <laughs> but, uh, so, you know, V, V was our, V was from Portugal. He was our, like V, I don't know how to tell them that I need this. Can you help me? So he oh was, yeah, he was can perfect. you translate for me? He was perfect to have as a friend. Um, no, he was great. So you know, we're making our conversation, and then the travel guides get up and kind of introduce themselves and um, tell us about themselves. So we had Fico. Can you remind me? Um, is Costa Rica? I know they speak a lot of English there because a lot of countries speak a lot of English. But is their other language Spanish or their other languages? No, their other language is Spanish. Yes. Okay. Okay. With a little bit of Costa Rican twang, like we, it's so like like okay. dialect, yeah. different dialects, different like, yes. Uh, so like, yeah. Um, the biggest thing they told us is, um, like if you go to when we went to Dominican and you wanted like something small, you would say um, un poquito, right? Mm-hmm. Just a little bit. Um, I remember that. I remember and, that three years of high school Spanish right? yeah. in public yeah. school. That's all I remember. <laughs> un poquito. Um, <laughs> Uh, in Costa Rica, if you want something small, you say Pocatico. You add Tico to the end of it. So, I know. It took me, <laughs> honestly, God, it took me five days to be able to say Pocatico. <laughs> Pocatico. I would um, need to see it written down. It's weird. It was so weird. <laughs> oh like, just okay. a little bit. Just a little bit. <laughs> That's so funny. Um, so they introduced okay. themselves. Fico is, Fico was the, so each Adventures by Disney has two travel guides. You have a local travel guide from the country. That was Fico. He has been a travel guide since 2006. Oh, wow. Yes. That's a long time. Since, basically since the inauguration of Costa Rica as the itinerary for Adventures by Disney. So he has been on it since day one. Uh, he was amazing. I could not have imagined this trip without Fico. His knowledge of Costa Rica and history and his humor he was fico is amazing oh my gosh he he was just a riot i'll have to i'll have to put a couple videos of him just talking and like talking about the country because you could just tell how much he cared about it and like how much he loved working for disney and being able to like tell the history of costa rica and stories. Oh, yes. So please do put it, put it like something in the group yeah he will we'll start a little fan club for Heck him yeah it was awesome <laughs> Um, and then you also have an American guide. So we had Kevin. Uh, Kevin was a, he used to work on the Disney Cruise Lines um, and then interviewed to do the travel guide. He has been all over. He actually got Dan to want to go to Egypt 
Um, he was in Egypt a month ago, I think a month ago. On um, he was the travel guide for Egypt. So we, you know, learned a little bit about them. They told us a little bit about what to expect for the week. Told us what time we had to be up the next morning. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone got a little disappointed with that one, but you know, they kind of tell you how it goes. And then you guys will all be proud of me. I may have failed epically at theme park trivia show, but darn tootin', everyone wanted to sit with me by the end of the week because when it was a buffet, which this meal, so this dinner was a buffet, um, all the cuisine was, you know, fruits, salads, and then local cuisine, local Costa Rican cuisine. So um, arroz con pollo, rice, chicken and rice. In order to be the first table, they asked Disney trivia. <laughs> You what was the question? The question was, what is the, who is the villain from Aladdin? <laughs> it's an easy one. Oh, it's, um, it's Jafar. Oh my God, I can't think. Yeah, Jafar. Yes. Okay. <laughs> but uh, one of the Disney BDMs, so the BDM is our uh, business development managers. So this trip, because again, it was agents, we had two with us. Um, him and I connected immediately because he was a college program alumni he was uh original he was one of the jungle skippers back in the day so him and oh I wow connected. okay yeah yeah i saw the picture of you guys wearing your shirts together yes. i thought that was really fun so oh and that's the other thing they do too is before the when the after the travel guides introduce themselves we all kind of went around the room said our name and you know where we were from um and the one thing we were looking forward to so okay a little icebreaker yeah yeah Okay. So, and I did it without crying. Don't know how. So I can never get through. I can never get through those without crying, but I did. Uh, and then you basically could continue on and, you know, stay if you wanted to or go back to the room. And you had to be breakfast started at 6 a.m. and you had to be on the bus at 7.45 the next morning. Okay. So it's it's good to arrive early so you can relax yes. and rest for the next day. Yeah. So okay, yeah. let's hit let's jump into day two. Yes. Um so it's a pretty full day, but mm -hmm. you get all three meals included. Yes, you do. And you've got kind of a lot going on here. So why don't you just kind of, you know, walk us through the day and I will throw in any additional questions I feel like I need to ask you. <laughs> yeah. So at the dinner, they tell us, okay, uh, breakfast starts at six. So I'm of course up at four 30. Um, <laughs> why not? Saw a beautiful sunrise. Um, they tell you that your luggage has to be outside of your room by 7am and you had to be on the bus at it was either 7.30 or 7.45. So they tell you where to meet the next morning. Uh, so we went down, we had breakfast, which was a beautiful buffet at the hotel, right on the coffee plantation. Um, everything you can imagine from eggs to cereal to omelets to waffles, pancakes, everything. Basically had breakfast, went back up, put you put your luggage right outside your room. And that was one of the questions that we did make sure to ask at the, the welcome dinner because here I am in a foreign country and I'm about to put my suitcases outside is do I have to keep my passport on me? Like what's the, what's the, what do we do here? Because again, if I don't have to keep it on me, I'm putting my suitcase outside my room. So everything is secure. When they tell you that it has to be outside at seven, at 7am, 7 
they come and get it immediately. The hotel staff gets your stuff and your stuff is secure at all times. Um, you do not have to keep your passport on you. Keep it in your luggage. Everything stays when you're traveling between hotels or destinations. If your luggage is in the shuttle, in the big bus, everything is secure at all times. They basically said that bus, when you're not on the bus, the bus is a vault. No one can get on it or off of it at any point in time. It is 100% secure. It's just as safe as leaving it in the safe in your room. So, And for anybody who... So something I always recommend to people when they're traveling abroad, even within the United States, anything important that you're taking with you, like your driver's license, credit cards, passport, I totally just, I recommend either taking a photograph of both yes. sides um, and uploading it to a Dropbox folder, Yeah, something that you can access on your phone or that somebody else could access Uh you know, send, send the link to your mom or somebody back home in case there's an issue, you can call them and say, we need the link to the, to the Dropbox folder, something that you can access quickly that shows what your travel documents are in case something gets lost, stolen, etc. Um, but that's really good to know because I, I, yeah, I would be nervous about that too. Like you want me to do what, (laughs) but you know, someone is arriving right away and nobody's looking away and I'm sure, was it this, was it the kind of bus where they store your luggage underneath? It was, yes, it was a huge, I have a picture of that too. So it could, it's a huge, yeah, I mean, it was even a nicer bus than the magical express buses. Like it was a really nice bus. Um, okay, that's really good to know. Yeah, like we did keep, we always kept our license and our insurance cards on us. Not that our insurance was going to matter, but we kept that on us to have. Um, and then our credit cards we kept on us, but everything else stayed in our suitcase. And, you know, again, I had the air tags on my suitcase, so I always knew where they were if I needed yeah. to. But they, you know, they picked them up and they put them basically right down to get on the bus. So we had breakfast and then. We get on the bus, take a couple pictures, get on the bus, and we make an hour and a half trek to Arenal, where we were going whitewater rafting. So each of the bus rides, for the most part, anytime it was longer than like an hour or an hour-ish, we took stops. So about halfway through the trip, we made a pit stop. You know, we were able to apply uh, sunscreen, bug spray, We got to where we were doing the whitewater rafting, where we were able to change. So they did tell you to bring a change of clothes. So we had regular clothes on for the bus. And especially because it's going to be wet, you know, you're going to get wet. So we brought a change of clothes, brought our bathing suits. There's changing areas where we did the whitewater rafting and got, uh, they had some fresh fruit out for us. So that's where we had rambutan, which is that funky looking spiky fruit in some of the pictures that I showed and went whitewater rafting down the Serapiki River, which I was very nervous about because it was the first time yeah, I'd ever done it. Yeah, this was the day I was like, oh, <laughs> I should probably call her and be like, I love you. <laughs> it was so cool. It was, they were like level one and two rapids. Yeah, I remember I was looking at the itinerary before you left, like when we were talking about it, and it was like, dude, they let kids go on this yes. trip. Yeah. You're going to be fine. Yes. <laughs> uh, they do go through a, 
you know, a good 20 minute security thing. Like, here's the rule, you know, here's what this means. It's like one, two, one, two, front, back, front, back, right side, left side, everybody oars up or everybody in. Or if we say, oh God, it means get down now. (laughs) Um, So we did that at one point, you know, you're going and you're doing, they, they told us ahead of time and it actually did happen. This is one of the things I was kind of wish we had more time on, but you're going through and they're like, Fico was telling us as we were traveling to, to the Serapiki is there's state, you know, there's wildlife everywhere. You know, we're in Costa Rica, we're in a rainforest and you'll have your guide on your boat. So they, they made the, each raft had six people plus the employee of the rafting company. And he's like, they'll be sitting there going one, two, one, two, two can. <laughs> like hurry up and look and try and find the toucan. So and that did so they go through the security briefing and basically security meeting, here's how to whitewater raft. And uh, basically they split us up into teams. We were the uh, Goofy's Guppies. So we were split up with two other younger married couples, which was cool. Um, So they kind of, it was really nice because they, Adventures by Disney, they really, like, they know what each, like, they try and find your click. How how long was? About two hours. Hour and a half, two hours of whitewater rafting, yeah. But, you know, you go down for a little bit and then they're like, okay, if you want, you can get out and swim. Like, what? I can do what? (laughs) So Dan, of course, he's like, it's safe. He's like, yeah, just drop your oar and go ahead. And he's like, Dan, like, goes to put his foot around and the guy pulls him into the water. (laughs) Like, God, keep your (laughs) mouth closed. (laughs) Um, So that was cool. And then I'm sitting there going, are you sure there's nothing in the water that's going to bite me? It's safe, right? It's safe. He's like, you're fine. I'm like, you're sure, right? He's like, yeah. Like, all right, whatever. So I got out and I jumped in the Serapiki. That was cool until I had to get back in, which is not easy. <laughs> no, it is not. <laughs> um, you got to have some upper body yeah, strength but to like kind of like yeah. pull yourself over. <laughs> but like they tell you, like when you're floating, like here's how you float. If you do fall out, here's how, here's what you do. Don't do this, do this. And so... We did whitewater rafting that, like I said, that was about like 90 minutes, two hours of doing that. And got we and our, our raft got stuck on a rock. So that was kind of funny. Uh, there we're literally stuck on a rock. I mean, the rapids are around us and we can't move. And the guide's like trying to push us off the rock. He's like, I need everybody to jump. Ready? One, two, three. And we're all like just sitting there bouncing on the raft trying to get off the rock. So... But we got done and we, you know, saw some locals that are kind of sweat waiting in the Serapiki there. Their houses were there and uh, got to really enjoy that. That was really cool. Just kind of floating down there and, and really starting to see the beauty of Costa Rica and the, and the wildlife. And we got done and we pulled our raft up and enjoyed lunch. So we, we, changed we applied bug spray and and sunscreen and uh got back on the bus and went to the top of the river and we went down the river and ended up where we started from and the bus was back there waiting for us and we had lunch there so um just some tacos and nice pictures and saw a huge iguana sitting in the tree above us which is weird so we did that 
And then we had to change out of our soaking wet clothes. Um, and they're really good too. Like they gave you, they give you bags to put your wet clothes in because it's going back on the bus. So we get back on the bus and travel, I don't know, maybe another 30, 40 minutes to the Arenal Kioro Suites and Spa where we spent three nights. And that was at the base of the Arenal Volcano. So um, we checked in there. We had a welcome drink there. And they gave you your hotel keys. On all of your suitcases are similar to airline tags, except it's an Adventures by Disney tag. So they know what room you're in and they mark it and basically give you your welcome drink and say, all right, our Garo Sour class is going to be at 5.30 tonight. Um, you have three, four hours. Go do what you want. And the bar's that way. The pool's that way. The volcano's right there. And anyone who wants to come and see the resident sloth, we will be by building eight and we'll meet you there. So we, you know, went in and did our room tour, which every room is a suite. They have two queen beds. They have a kind of like little day bed kind of, I guess. Um, it's blocked off by a wall. I believe I posted a room tour of that. Um, yeah, you did. Each room has its own jacuzzi. And every single room on that property has a view of the volcano, if the volcano is visible. So we went and checked out the room and then went and found our new, uh, the resident sloth who we named, well, who I named Wanda. And <laughs> she fell asleep in the tree with her arm up. And it was, I didn't know I needed to see a sloth in real life, but I needed to see a sloth in real life and it was amazing. And I just sat there and watched her legitimately do nothing for half an hour. <laughs> so then it was, we had a Garo Sour class, which the Garo Sour is the uh, traditional liqueur of Costa Rica. Garo is the traditional liqueur. We learned how to make the Garo Sour and enjoy that and enjoy dinner and fresh fruits and local dancing. Um, they brought in some dancers to teach us some dancing we got up and if you wanted to you could go and learn how to do the dancing and then that was it and you were you got to enjoy the rest of the evening on your own and breakfast was at 6 a.m the next morning and you had to be on the bus at 7 30. okay so day three you also get breakfast lunch and dinner yes you know, again, guys, like you get a lot of your meals with this and all the itineraries tell you exactly how many meals yeah. that you get included. So, um, so, okay, let's get into day three. So again, up early, up early. So we were doing a actual jungle cruise this day. Um, so breakfast started at 6am at, at uh, at that hotel, the view of the volcano was a thousand percent different than when we had checked in, which when we checked in, it was it have been like three or three ish, something like that. And it the rain had started. So it was very cloudy and you can just kind of see the volcano a little bit. It was really dark and gloomy. And and then you wake up the next morning and it was a blue sky and it was amazing. The view, uh, the pictures I took. Everyone I sent the picture to, it looks like a postcard. 
it was just beautiful blue skies with the volcano right there and all the beautiful plantation. And you go every, I mean, everywhere you, anything you did at this resort, that volcano was the focal point. When you went and got breakfast, it was a breakfast buffet and the windows are just wide open with the volcano. So we had breakfast and then I went and found Wanda again, um, sat and watched her for another 30 minutes, uh, do nothing, got on the bus and we took a, about a 90 minute bus ride to the Cano Negro where we did the Jungle Cruise. So also crossing all these places and, and traveling from place to place. We did cross the Continental Divide. We went through the cloud forest to a rainforest to this place where you get on a jungle cruise. Halfway through, like I said, we stop when you're doing long journeys on the bus. And we stopped at a local place for bathrooms and fresh fruit and drinks and my new friend, the tarantula. <laughs> Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I do not know how I mustered the strength to touch a tarantula or hold a tarantula, but I did. But so we stopped, got some fresh fruit. They, while people were in the bathrooms, some of the other guys found the tarantula and asked to hold, you know, it was not, it, it wasn't someone's pet. Like this is a wild tarantula that was crawling on the benches, near the benches. They picked her up and um, they, Fico said in the, 16 years of doing it, they have never had this happen. This was the first time that it's happened um, that they found a tarantula. <laughs> so a few of us did hold her. It was a very weird experience that I'm good to never do again. <laughs> so we got to Rio Frio, which is the cold river, uh, where we got on a, on a boat, basically just a little boat, and we started looking for wildlife. And we were there for probably three hours traveling down the Rio Frio, about five miles from Nicaragua, we saw the Jesus Christ lizard. For anybody that doesn't know what a Jesus Christ lizard is, he walks on water. He runs so fast, he walks on water. So that was really cool to see that. We saw three different species of monkeys. We were told that if you are a bird lover, that this is, any bird lover would be jealous of what we did. Because there are so many, there were so many different species of birds. They do nothing for me, but it was still cool to see them. So we go on this this uh, long boat ride, finding different things and stopping. I mean, anytime there was an animal, they the driver of the boat, you know, that they that Disney had stopped, and he's like, "Oh, right up there, like you you have Fico and Kevin with their binoculars. You have the drive the boat driver who's looking for wildlife and." Anytime there was anything, they stopped. We stopped. We did pictures. We talked about it. We learned about them. We saw caiman, which are a type of crocodile, you know, and you just are constantly just going and stopping and looking and watching these animals and watching the spider monkeys, you know, run amok in the trees and the howler monkeys. Man, I, I've heard the howler monkeys in Animal Kingdom. They're cool. I heard him in the rainforest. It was amazing. <laughs> like, it was just something about it being right there. Like, there's no barrier. It's not like Animal Kingdom that it's, I mean, they're not going to jump on the boat or anything, but it's right there. That was really cool. So anyways, they take us, you know, up the Rio, up the Rio Frio, and we stop at 
Keno Negro Wild Keno Negro Wildlife Refugee Building, which we had lunch, which was delicious and fresh. Spent about an hour or so there enjoying lunch and pictures and talking and, and again meeting people and then made for a hour and a half, two hour bus ride back down to Arnal to go back to the hotel. Um, the one thing that I really liked is anytime we were on the long bus rides, they did stuff to keep everyone busy, right? So you, it, it's not like, you know, driving from Buffalo to Pittsburgh where it's a three and a half hour boring bus, boring car ride. Those, the bus rides, you don't even realize you were in the bus for that long. Like they play games, they tell you history, um, they keep you engaged the entire time. So on the way home, we played Two Truths and a Lie and you didn't have to participate. Um, but everyone went through and you got to play two truths and a lie. Um, yeah, it was a lot of fun. It was again, another like icebreaker, you know, this is like one of the, this is only the second day we're still getting to know people. So here's a way to like learn things about people and like, wait, you were a trapeze artist. What? That's awesome. Tell me about that. So it was really cool, but we, on the way home. So because again, now this is, what I'm about to tell everybody, this is not something that they would do on a normal adventure. They would never add something like this. But because we were a familiarization trip, what they did was they added um, that extra thing that they would do for an adult exclusive, which was the ceviche and beer demonstration. Um, so they added that to the to the itinerary for that night for us. So that way we could come back and tell everybody about it. So we did get back to Arnal, where we had a few hours on our own right before it started torrentially downpouring, which was the only day that I wore my frog tog. And we got to go up to dinner. And before dinner, we learned how to make ceviche, uh, which was really good. Uh, they made it with tilapia. Um, Ew. Yeah, it was uh, it was weird. I don't do fish. <laughs> it, it was good. Honestly, I would do good. it. I would try it because I was there. And right. I'm just like. You know, I'm willing to punish myself a little bit. Yeah, like, but and ceviche's. I mean, it's not raw because they use the lime juice to, yeah, cook it. But it's raw, right? Like, yeah. So it was weird. Uh, we did taste two local artisan beers. We got to taste, and then they basically said like dinners included, but dinners on your own. So you're gonna eat in this restaurant. Um, here's the special menu that we have for Adventures by Disney. You can choose off this menu um, after the ceviche class dinner, you know, dinners on your own. So the ceviche class, they set it up. This for me, this was the turning point of our groups. Um, you know, everything's done and they're like, OK, you know, dinners and, you know, go and whatever you want to do for dinner. So we're all sitting there and we're finishing our ceviche and we're like, do you guys just want to sit here? Like, yeah. So we ended up all eating together as a group. So you're able to eat on your own, but we ate together as a group. And that to me really like started the turning point of these are really cool people. <laughs> so that was day three. <laughs> day four, you, this is your last, day four is your last night in this hotel, yes? Yes, this is the last night in this hotel. Yes. Okay. So day four, um, you have breakfast and dinner included. So mm -hmm. at some point you're going to get lunch on your own. Yes. 
And the highlight of day four was the zip lining. Yeah. Well, you got to do, you kind of got to have two things, which was the zip lining and the hot springs. Yes. So walk us through day four. Um, so we got to sleep in a little bit. And at this point, um, there's no such thing as sleeping in because there was a sloth out my door. Guys, <laughs> <laughs> I'm telling you, like this sloth was amazing. So we got up, did breakfast, same thing, breakfast buffet, same restaurant, same beautiful view of the volcano. Um, the buffet, they always had fresh fruit and eggs and, you know, they made omelets. They kind of changed up some of the specialty stuff that they had. But breakfast, every meal was just amazing. It was so delicious. Um, lots of local cuisine, lots of things that if you're picky, you could have. If you were traveling with young kids and they don't want a rose con pollo, you can ask for chicken fingers. They would make you chicken fingers for the kids. And then got on the bus at 8.45. Took about a 15-minute bus ride to Sky Zone where we went ziplining. Um, so there were, or I'm sorry, Sky Adventures. There were seven different lines. So I have never been ziplining before. I am very skeptical of heights a little bit. But again, I'm here. At this point, I did a drown and I held a tarantula. I'm going ziplining. So they, you go in, you suit up. Like when you get to these places, these are public places. Like this is a place that if I was visiting Costa Rica on my own, I could go to Sky Adventures. I could pay the fee and I could go ziplining. When you're with Adventures by Disney, there's no wait. Like our bus pulled up, we walked up, we got suited up and we were on our way. Like, bam, you're, you're a priority when you're with Adventures by Disney. So we get suited up. They kind of go over the safety protocols. You get a test run of here's what it's like. Here's how to break. Here's how to lift your legs up like you're giving birth. And you're on. Here you go. So we go down seven different lines. Um, you have the volcano in the background. You have Arnell Lake in the back, you know, out in the distance. You're over a rainforest and one of the ropes, yeah, one of the lines that we did was a quarter mile long and uh, one that we actually, Dan and I got to race on was uh, half a mile long. So, yeah, Um, really intense, really cool. It was, it was really, it was, I would do it again. I, I really would. It was pretty cool. I wish... Like, now that I know what to expect, I was more focused on, oh, God, get me to the end. Oh, God, get me to the end. Wait, how do I break? How do I break? When do I break? Did they shake the line? Do I need to break? I still enjoyed the views and everything, but now that I've actually done it, I would really, like, look around and enjoy the views more. So, but it was really cool. We didn't see any wildlife while doing it. I think one of the girls, when she was on it, saw a coati walking, running underneath her. And then somebody else saw a butterfly, like a really big blue um, butterfly fly by. But yeah, it was cool. How long is that part of the day? Uh, That was about, probably about 90 minutes from start to finish. Because you figure there's 25 of us and you can only do one person at a time. So you Mm -hmm. get, you know, everyone gets suited up. You do go up in the tram, up through the rainforest on the canopy, which was like a wide open Skyliner in Disney, but over the rainforest. But it was essentially that. So then you're, you know, you get suited up and then um, 
one by one go down and everyone meets up at a certain point and then everyone continues and you get pictures and so probably zip lining was about 90 to 90 minutes to two hours that we were there okay so it was you know enough time where at this point we're all really starting to get comfortable with each other and you know you're having conversations and you don't realize that you're waiting for the next person to go so that you can go and go down the quarter mile like you're like oh crap it's my turn so after, you know, you get done with it, they give you a, a beverage while you're there and um, more views of, of the lake. Um, if you don't want to do zip lining, they do offer an opt-out option where one of the guides would take you on the ropes bridges through the rainforest that everyone's essentially zip lining down. And you can go on like a wildlife excursion, essentially. Uh, one of the girls did do that with FICO. And I don't remember, I don't remember everything they saw. I do know at the end, they found a pit viper snake. Ooh, and danger noodle. Yes. <laughs> uh, it was wrapped up in a tree. I think I posted a picture of that one. I can't remember if I did, but he, it was near. And when I say near, I don't mean like in our walkway, but like it was where the, we could see it if we wanted to see it on our way back to the bus. Um, so Fico like went and pointed it out for everyone. Cause it, so I went and got a picture of the pit viper. Dan's like, yep, nope, I'm good. Be on the bus. <laughs> Don't touch it. I'm not an idiot. I'm not going to go touch the snake. Uh, so we did see a pit viper, but so you, there is an opt out ver you know, option if you don't want to do it. Same thing with the whitewater rafting. Like if you didn't want to do it, one of the guides stays off with you. And you do something different, like you would walk that, you know, do a nature walk kind of thing. So, and then this was a lunch on our own day. So we went into, it was about two miles away from our hotel. It's a city called La Fortuna. Knowing that I had to do lunch on my own, I did lots of research. So while you're driving up to La Fortuna, they tell you, you know, here's a really, you know, th this is where you're going to do all of your, most of your souvenir shopping if you want here's a great coffee place here's a good place for chocolate wine there's a pizza place there here's an italian place this place is called lava lounge which i already knew about that was the place i wanted to eat at uh, we'll talk about that in a second but they kind of like say here's this 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 and this do not cross this part of town stop when you get <laughs> to this road because you're walking. Oh, there's one, you know what? There's one in every city. Am I wrong? Uh, I'm no. not. <laughs> so they're like, you know, it's 12 o'clock now. Um, we will meet back at the bus at 2.15. Go do what you want. The bus will be right here. Uh, if you need anything, you have our phone numbers. But go do what you want. Go explore. And I mean, the city, it's not a huge city. Like, I mean, it was like three, maybe three blocks this isn't huge. There was lots of little shops. I mean, imagine going, if you've been on a cruise or something and you get into the town and there are like all those little stores all around where people are, you mm -hmm. know, they all sell the same $40 stuffed animal. Um, it was that. So it was, you know, going to rain soon. We knew it was going to rain. So we did our souvenir shopping first, um, went and got some local stuff, found a couple places for some nice magnets, found James a sloth stuffed animal that he doesn't need but Dan wanted him to have and then we went to Lava Lounge so 
really quick, I'm going to just touch on this place. So if anyone ever has the opportunity to go to Costa Rica, or if you take an adventure by Disney, I do want to talk about this place. And I'm going to try and not be emotional because it's actually a really cool place. And you don't even have to go to Costa Rica to look up this, look into this place. So we are dog people. Like I foster dogs. Um, I've rescued dogs. My two dogs are rescue dogs. Rescue dogs are very important to me. It's something I'm very passionate about. Um, Adopt, don't shop. So this place, upon doing research and knowing that we were going to do lunch on our own, I wanted to eat somewhere that the menu looked good. And then I saw the story of it. So this place is, they support a dog, a local dog rescue. And the owner of the restaurant allows stray dogs to come into the restaurant and eat and have a safe place to stay. Um, so all the rest, it's not like a normal restaurant that you go to Buffalo or Detroit or, you know, Chicago, and it's a closed building. They are all, you're in, you're in the rainforest. Everything is wide open. There's no doors. It's a wide open building. He lets stray dogs in and he feeds them and he supports them. And we sat down knowing about this place and there's two dogs that were at the restaurant. One was the owner's dog and one was this beautiful he had to be I don't know maybe a year old black lab kind of skinny but just laying there so docile so cute and soft and beautiful and we order and this guy walks into the restaurant and our servers serves us her food I said excuse me is that the owner and she said yeah so of course me I start talking to him well the owner is from California he moved to Costa Rica some time ago and opened up this restaurant called Lava Lounge and another restaurant a few miles away called Gecko. And the Gecko restaurant, he actually teaches cooking classes and attached to it is his dog rescue. And it's where he vaccinates and rehabilitates and rehomes these stray dogs that he finds. So while we're about to leave, he's you know getting ready to go and doing his thing. And this dog walks up, this new dog. And he goes, oh, you're new. I haven't seen you before. Oh, you're skinny. You need to eat. And he looks at the server and he goes, go get this guy some food right away. He needs food now. And the server goes in the back and gets him food and feeds the stray dog food and the dog comes in. And that was awesome. So we had lunch, supported a local business, and of course donated to this awesome rescue. So anybody who wants to know it is called the Costa Rica dog rescue. They do accept donations. I am not speaking for the brand or the company or anything like that, but it was a really cool mission and something really cool that they did. And it meant a lot to me when we ate there. So, and now I'm crying over dogs (laughs) while I'm in Costa Rica. So it was just really cool. Um, But the food was good. Anyways, go check them out. Donate if you can. It was a really cool thing that they did. And uh, we met back at the bus after Dan and I may or may not adopting a dog from our donation. Not really sure. (laughs) Um, And uh, went back to the hotel, had some time on our own. And then we went to Echo Termales Hot Springs, which is amazing. And it's heated by the volcanic activity. So how far away is that from the hotel? About a mile. 
Oh, okay. Yeah, is that something right that you walk to no, or they do they took, shuttle oh, no, you they over took, there? We got on the bus. Okay. Yeah, we took the bus. Okay. So we didn't have to meet until like six o'clock or something like that. And uh, we spent a few hours there. Dan and I, um, we had told them pre-visit that we were celebrating our anniversary. This is the first time we had ever been away, basically like on our own. So we got a celebration pan and a special dessert, and we got to enjoy the hot springs and some drinks if we wanted to partake in drinks. They were not included. We had to pay for them. Um, and we had dinner there. And hot springs was awesome. It was so relaxing. Dan hated it because it was so hot. But they have, like, as you continue going down levels, it gets a slight, maybe, like, two degrees cooler. Um, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but they have, like you know, cooling areas where you can go into that special pool and that one's cold water to cool off. And um, they had rock beds, like literal beds made of rock that you could lay on while you're sitting in the hot spring. And um, they just tell you not to go under the water because of bacteria. So not bacteria, but like, because it's a natural hot spring and there's no chlorine or anything in it, they just recommend not going underwater. So, okay. Yeah. So that was day four. So day five, you are moving hotels. Yes. But you also get all of your meals today as well. Yes. So, so far, other than your arrival day and day four, you've had all of your meals provided. Yes. Yeah, this okay. is this is one of the itineraries that almost every single meal is included. Now, every itinerary is different. Some itineraries maybe only include one lunch. Everything is different. This specific one includes almost every meal. Okay. Yeah, I know some of the European ones. Yeah. It's like almost every lunch is on, on your, your own. own. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay, so day five. Okay, so walk us through day five. Um, you have to have everything packed because you're going to be moving hotels. Yep. So we have to have everything packed and out the door um, suitcases outside by 7 a.m. on the bus at 7.30. And we had a about a 20-ish minute bus ride to um, the Chocolate Rainforest where we got to enjoy chocolate and learn the making of chocolate from um, El Guapo Chapo, who is a hoot. He's hilarious. He's so funny. He made the adventure. Um, but you basically learn the history of chocolate the drink of the gods, where chocolate came from. You kind of break up into teams um, to learn about it and kind of really immerse you into the, the education of chocolate. We learned that chocolate is healthy for you if it's made properly. Oh, yeah. Right? Um, you get to taste it every step of the way. So we actually get to walk around. We saw another sloth who was the resident sloth of the chocolate rainforest. His name was Flash. I did not name him. <laughs> <laughs> no joke. El Guapo Chapo named him. His name is Flash. Um, <laughs> there were some poison dart frogs that were there also. Um, so that was kind of cool. Yeah. Um, but you get to see, we found there was a tree, a cinnamon tree. And then um, you get to see the chocolate making from pod to bar, basically. So, you know, the pod, when they're the solid pods, He's like, you can pull on it. And El Guapo, El Guapo Chapo is not a small man. Like, he's pulling on this thing. It doesn't come off the tree. Like, it has to be cut off the tree when it's ready. So we get into this little section, and 
you basically start learning like here's what the pod looks like and then you break open the pod and it's this ugly looking white slimy bean and you get to taste the bean the slime um you're told you know don't chew it and then you basically you're you done you're done chewing the white off of it or sucking the white off of it and he goes all right everyone make a wish and throw it behind you thank you very much you just helped plant another chocolate tree so that was cool and then you see the next step so then he shows you like here's how chalk you know we age the beans for seven days and then you get to taste a bean before it's roasted and then you get to taste a roasted bean and then he crumples the you actually get to participate in smashing the beans which I got to help smash the beans which was cool and then they they that was the old way of doing it. it was like mortar and pestle style right so smashing them up mm-hmm. now they have grinders and they grind it so then you get to taste the roasted bean when it's grinded and it was like a crumbly brownie with no sugar it was so good and they warn you like it's really heavy chocolate watch how much you eat because it mm-hmm. doesn't sit well um yeah yeah i didn't listen so you get to taste that and then you know they show you how they make it into the chocolate of the gods which is the chocolate drink which was a not very sweet hot chocolate almost um but it wasn't super hot so you got to taste that and then come the melted chocolate this was the part i was looking forward to and it was spoonfuls of chocolate so you got to taste it on its own or you could add stuff to it so we added i think we added at one point salt and chili flakes to it and then we added, I added just salt. And then I had another one with salt and chili and tequila. And you know, then... forever ago, <laughs> like literally forever ago at the, oh, what's the restaurant inside the Mexico Pavilion? It's the San mm-hmm. Angel Inn, right? Yes. Okay, so we went there for dinner and my dad got this chicken meal that was chalk it was chocolate chicken and you know they changed the menu there so many times so it's not there anymore but he was like what is this let me try this (laughs) and I think that that was the flavoring it was like chocolate with chili and something else because he said it was just a touch bitter just mm-hmm. a little bit bitter, but he said it was so good. Like he would never think that you would put cacao right. on chicken, you know? Yeah. So there's so many different things that you can do with it, like as a spice. On oh, its yeah. Own, so. I mean, they yeah. had everything. You could add coconut. You could add almonds, um, marshmallows. One of the girls, she had a birthday cake or I'm sorry, a s'more. So he added a marshmallow. He lit it on fire. Oh, that was the other one I did was uh, flaming. So I had salt, cayenne, and tequila. And then I had just tequila, which he lit on fire. That was cool, too. But there were lots of different flavorings that you could potentially try if you wanted to. So we got done with that. We got to go afterwards and walk back to the souvenir spot and buy some chocolate, which we did. We let James try some when we got home. And I bought the chocolate with salt. It was like 70%, I believe. Um, So you learn, like, they teach you to. Like, it's not just, here's chocolate, taste it. Like, you learn what 
85% cacao and 70% and 50%. You learn what all that actually means. So we were there for, I don't know, maybe two hours. And then we had a three and a half hour bus ride to Guanacosta, which was our last stop after that. We were crossing the Continental Divide again. We stopped a few times because it's a three and a half hour bus ride. Along the first half of it, like the first 40 minutes was very windy. So they said, you know, they actually went when they were in uh, La Fortuna the night before the guides purchased um, ginger candies for everybody because it's so windy that some people might get, you know, you might not travel well when it's that windy. Um, so that was cool. They provided that for us. They, you know, they gave us some, some ginger candies, uh, something I would not have thought to bring with me. So the first hour was kind of quiet and just everyone, you know, soaking in all the chocolate that they had just consumed and, and getting through. And there was no talking. Like the guides tell you, like, we know how uncomfortable it could be with, with travel sickness and things. And um, so the first little bit is going to be quiet. We're going to stop at this place for restrooms and smoothies. So we stopped and got um, fresh fruit smoothies and then took the next hour bus ride and played Jeopardy. So that flew by. Stopped at the next stop an hour later uh, for lunch, which was another local restaurant. Got some local cuisine there and then was there for about an hour and a half and then took the last hour bus ride where we played Pass It Up. So we, you know, thing basically they kept you engaged and they kept time flying by. Um, but anyway, so time, you know, drove, flow by. We get to El Mangrove Hotel, uh, which is a Marriott resort in Guanacosta. We said goodbye to our shuttle driver, Julio, who was awesome and did some really good uh, tour bus driving. And we got to the hotel where dinner again was on our own. So when we checked in, you know, they tell you, um, first thing you're going to do is make a reservation for dinner tonight. You do have to, it's included but you have to make a reservation. So here we are, get there. And our group is like, do you guys want to just eat together? Like, yeah, let's just eat together. So we made a reservation for six for seven o'clock. So we had a few hours on our own and enjoyed dinner from a included, but pre-selected menu at the hotel, at the restaurant. So, and then we had to be at the beach the next morning at 8am for our day six final day adventure. Okay. And again, all your meals included on day six. Yes. So your highlight on day six was the catamaran. Yes. Okay. So let's tell me, yeah, let's talk about that. So we, how much time were you on the catamaran? Was it like hours? Uh, nope. About four um, from start to finish was four hours. So we had to meet at the beach at 8 a.m., um, and it's not like a normal beach. It's not like going to Cancun or, you know, any of these places where you have these huge beaches and you can make sandcastles. Like, it's not that type of beach. It's a beach nonetheless. You're, you're on the bay and the Pacific is out there. But, you know, it's a beach resort, just not a normal beach that people would think of. Um, so we had to meet on the beach to take a tender us out to our catamaran at 8 a.m. We took about an hour boat ride out to the Pacific where we found this spot where we could anchor off and jump in and snorkel with the fish. 
you could go up onto the beach that was there. There was a cave that, that was there that you could explore. There was this little like hiking trail almost that you could go up and had this beautiful view of like a breathtaking view of the Pacific and the water blue with the blue. It was like Moana in real life. Is this like, where you anchored? Yes. Yeah. This is where we oh, anchored. Okay. So we were, okay. we were on the catamaran for about an hour and a half. Kevin was taking requests for what kind of music we wanted for our playlist of boating out. I of course had wedding jams, like, you know, stuff you would play at a wedding. So I want to dance. Um, there, it, there wasn't open bar included on the catamaran. So breakfast was included at the hotel. Then you get on the catamaran. There was an open bar. Anyone who has ever, who has never had drinks when you're um, miles away from the equator, I don't recommend it. Um, <laughs> there was maybe only two people that were actually, you know, a couple people were partaking in the open bar, but I, there was a lot of water consumed. It was hot. I mean, it's 8 a.m. and it was probably like, it felt like 98 degrees. It was so hot. So we get to where they anchored and, you know, we got to jump in off the boat, off the catamaran. You can jump in. The boat company had snorkels and goggles and flippers and pool noodles and all that, that you could either float or you could go snorkeling. Like I said, we ended up swimming around a little bit and then going up to the beach and walked into the cave a little and, and looked around and we were anchored for about 90 minutes and then got back on the boat where we had lunch on the boat. Not lunch, snacks. I'm sorry. Snacks on the boat. So like chips and dip and guac and amazing guac. Took the boat ride back to the hotel where we had lunch on our own at the hotel. We were on the catamaran for, like I said, probably about four, four and a half hours. Did you have to make a reservation for the lunch? No. We, or do you just go? Nope, you just okay. went at your own time. And you just had to tell them you're with Adventures by Disney. And you basically could pick whatever you wanted off the lunch menu. So... Okay. Um, you, you know, Dan and I ended up the ho that hotel offered like bikes that you could take and go bike riding if you wanted to. So we got back to the hotel. Um, we swam for a little bit just to cool off because it was, like I said, it was hot. I mean, it was blistering hot in the sun and swam for a little bit to kind of cool off. And then Dan and I went for a mile bike ride on the beach um, just to say that we went on a bike ride on the beach where we went to one end and we had to stop because if we went any further, there were howler monkeys that we could hear quite clearly very close. Um, didn't want to come. I wanted to come face to face with them, but I didn't want to on my own. So we turned yeah. around, went the other way where we dodged iguanas every step of the way. And then went and turned the bikes back in and kind of relaxed just for a little bit because we had our... Uh, departure dinner that night so we had probably about six hours on our own at the hotel after the catamaran um a, oh that's a nice chunk of time yeah so a lot of people like went and did um they booked a spa package which obviously is not included but they went to the spa for a little bit or some people swam we kind of just went and like i said we did the bike ride we walked around a little bit that's when i did the facebook live on the group kind of just relaxed and got ready for dinner because we had our local dancers where we got to um, experience the traditional music and dance of Costa Rica 
And then we had our departure dinner where we had to say goodbye. And then the guides showed us, they made a slideshow of all their favorite moments from the trip. So we got to sit down and kind of talk about what our experience was like and our favorite moments. And then they showed us this, this uh, slideshow that they made. And there were lots of tears. And then we had to kind of start saying goodbye to, you know, we had to say goodbye to Kevin. He wasn't going to be there after that. So got lots of pictures and then we could do whatever we wanted the rest of the night. We kind of, a bunch of us kind of stuck together and went and had a couple of drinks before we went and packed. And then that was the end. And it was sad. It was fun. It was happy, sad. (laughs) So that's your last full day. That was our last full day. Yeah. Day seven, they do give you breakfast. Now you had to fly out of a different airport yes to travel back to buffalo yeah so 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 this specific itinerary has you flying into and out of two different airports um if you needed to fly out back home from san jose arrangements were able to have been made to take you back to san jose to fly home but it's a four-hour bus ride back So they try and avoid that. But obviously, if that's the only place you can fly out of, then that's where you have to fly out of. Um, But we did fly out of uh, the Liberia airport, which was about 10 minutes from our hotel. So it was really nice, too, because when you check out, it's not like a normal checkout. So Dan and I were the last two people to leave, um, aside from one couple who was staying one extra night. But we weren't leaving until noon. and we had our hotel room until it was time for us to leave. So we didn't have to move our bags anywhere or rush out of the room or hurry up and get up and get ready. Like we were able to go down, wake up at our, on our own time, go down and get breakfast. You know, we knew when the other groups were leaving. So we made sure to go and say our goodbyes to our new friends, but we always had access to our room that whole time until we had to leave. Now, do they ask you to leave by a certain time? No. Like they ask you to arrive by a certain time? No, it's whatever flight. Um, they know that you're going to leave by a specific time because the Liberia airport, um, the latest, the last flight is, I think it's at like four o'clock. So they know okay. that you're going to be gone by a certain time. And in true Disney fashion, you need to be at the airport three hours before your flight. Well, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Um, now, I do have a question because yeah. you did say there was a couple staying extra days. Mm-hmm. Now, they are going to be responsible for their own transportation mm-hmm. back to the airport, right? No. Uh, oh, no. Even if you stay extra days, yes. Adventures by Disney will take you back? Yes. So okay. So the way it works is, and I, so I did not know this going in. I knew Adventures by Disney was hassle-free. I know that your safety and security is the main priority of every part of the way. What I didn't know is when it's day seven and you're leaving, they're still there to make sure that you're leaving. They know when everyone's scheduled to leave and there is a travel guide that stays there to make sure that you're there getting on the shuttle that you're supposed to get on to when you're supposed to get there. So FICO was still there making sure Here's the 11 o'clock group. 
Here's the 1115 group. Here's the 12 o'clock group. The couple that was staying, they stayed at their own expense. So that was not included. They, they know, you know, their lunch that they had, anything after breakfast was on their own month, on their own dime. Mm-hmm. The transportation, however, Disney wasn't there to make sure they got on the transportation, but Disney made sure that the transportation was available to take them back. And that was prearranged so that it could differ depending on location and itinerary. But when they booked it, it was something that they were able to arrange that Disney was taking them back to the hotel the next, or I'm sorry, back to the airport the next day. Okay. So, All right. Well, they paid for it, right? Yes. Right. So then you just make the shuttle available right. or bus or whatever. Right. Okay. Um, that's good to know. Yeah. Um, because I know a lot of people do that, especially for the Disneyland ones, yes. because they'll stay extra days or they'll go early to, to go to San Diego or something, you know. So just be aware. You can add days on. You just have to work it out right. with them about getting where you need to be. So Right. And that's what that's what, you know what myself and what the vacationista we work out and it is never a guarantee each like I said each itinerary is different but it doesn't hurt to ask and see like hey we're going to stay an extra day what what can we arrange like what can what can be done so yeah but fico was there so we um our our flight wasn't until 3:30 we had to leave man el mangrove at noon uh, we were on the last transport out so we, of course, got to say goodbye to every single person and cry every single time a shuttle left and hug and phone numbers exchanged and all that nonsense. And when we were leaving, our shuttle was just Dan and I, and Fico was actually on that shuttle also. So he was he was on the shuttle with us to go back to take a small plane back to San Jose to start the next tour the very next day. So he actually stayed with us and um, traveled back to the airport with us. So then getting to the to the Liberia airport, which was super small, you know, we go through customs and everything and check our bags and get up to the five gate airport, five, five, six, maybe six gates. And, you know, went and had lunch and we went and picked a restaurant and we walked in the restaurant and there was Fico who also was there three hours before his flight. And, you know, we, he, we asked to join him and the three of us sat and had lunch together. So that was really cool. Like he didn't have to do that. Like his, essentially his job was done, right? Like he was, we were no longer on adventures by Disney, but he still like, he sat with us and we talked and we continued to get to know him and cried again, saying goodbye to him again. And it was just really great. And like, just then to know that Disney was there, literally from every step of the way was just awesome. Okay. So let's kind of talk about some post trip stuff here. Yes. Was there anything that you brought with you that you did not need? Surprisingly too much bug spray. (laughs) (laughs) But no, the only other thing I brought was uh, a small first aid kit that I kept in my book bag that just had like band-aids and stuff. But the travel guides we found out like on day one that they have all that at all times. So there was absolutely no need for it, but that was me overthinking everything again. But no, I, we, I did a lot of research and, and 
and reading stuff and seeing on the adventure guide that they send like things that are necessary to bring. So they said the only thing I really brought was way too much bug spray because we weren't really out. I mean, had it been a different time of the month or different time of year, maybe more bug spray would have been needed, but we didn't really need it as often as we did. But I did bring um, those mosquito bracelets that I constantly had. So that helped. So. Okay. Yeah. And was there anything that you didn't bring that you wish you had had with you? A better camera. I mean, phone cameras are awesome. And we took some really nice shots on both of ours. Like I have an Apple, Dan has a Google. So we have really good cameras on our phones. But I wish I would have had a better camera with me to take. Like when we were on Rio Frio with all the wildlife, just taking better pictures of that. But really, that was it. I mean, those the travel guides that they send you ahead of time, they really go over everything that is you could possibly think to need. So it really helped with, oh, wait, yeah, I do need to bring that with me. So we kind of were prepared in that aspect. And so we're okay. You guys did a lot of activities mm-hmm. and a lot of them were, you know, an hour and a half, two hours, three hours. Was there anything that you wish would have lasted longer? Like, did you feel rushed at any point or did it feel like, okay, I, I've done this. I get it. You know, do do you feel like you got to like fully experience everything? Oh yeah. I mean, we fully experienced everything. Um, we never felt rushed ever. Uh, there was always more than enough time to do everything. It was never, it didn't last longer than it needed to, but I would say, only couple of things I wish that we would have lasted longer was honestly whitewater rafting and not so much the actual rafting part, just being able to float more and really enjoy what was around us. Like it was day one, right? So I really wanted to see it. And I know that the river only lasts so long and you can only go so far and, and there's, there's, you know, limits to that aspect. Um, so that was one thing I wish would have maybe lasted a little bit longer we weren't rushed in it. It's just that I would have liked to have seen more. And then our time at Echo Termales. Like I know when you're in a hot spring or, you know, hot water like that, you can only be in there for so much time, but it was just beautiful there. I would have loved to have spent more time in there. But again, I, I understand, like we had more than enough time. We weren't rushed in there. I understand why you can't spend five hours in 110 degree water, but I would have liked to. <laughs> It was just, it was, it was relaxing is what it was. Like you had a couple of crazy, you know, you're whitewater rafting, you're, you're doing a jungle cruise, you're going zip lining. And now like for a couple of hours, you're actually getting to just sit and relax. So it would have been nice to just sit and relax longer, which is why I wish I would have booked a spa somewhere to be able to really soak that in. So. Okay. Yeah. I did think, um, it, the whitewater rafting sounded short to me, but my only reference point, like we, when I went, we did the new river in West Virginia and that was like, I mean, a six hour day. Yeah. So it, you know, like literally get up in the morning, go rafting all day, (laughs) go to sleep, get up, go rafting all day. So like an hour and a half seems short to me, but I can see like when you're dealing with a a lot of different temperaments and you're trying to do it long enough where people feel like they really did it, but short enough where 
you have opportunities to go do other things. Yeah. It's like a balance. Yeah. yeah. I, I do. Uh, one of my biggest regrets, because there were people that booked a spa at Kioro and Arnal. And then there were some people, like I said, that booked at Guanacosta and El Mangrove at the spa that was at the resort. I really do wish that I would have like said, oh, I'm going to go do that too. Like I'm going to pay for that. I'm going to go and enjoy an hour of a massage. But for me, I was more, I wanted to really see what the hotels had. And I wanted to go on the bike ride on the beach and I wanted to relax in the pool. And like I relaxed in my own way, how I relax on trips like that. Um, Yeah. But I can do a, I, in my, like, I can do a spot anywhere. Like, yes, I, it's not like I was on the beach, you know, whatever, getting a massage on the sand or anything like that. That's not what the spa would have been. So I can go to a spa package anywhere in Western New York and do that. The only other thing I would say, I, not a regret, but knowing now is, and Dan and I both agree on this. We both wish we would have either went a day early or stayed an extra day. Again, not because we felt rushed, but both those resorts, like the beginning and the end, they were really nice. So knowing that now, and if when we go on our next one, we would book one extra day, either in the beginning or the end, um, just to kind of either get our bearings and get acclimated to the time and enjoy it beforehand, or stay an extra day and kind of really soak in the fact that we just went nonstop for seven days. <laughs> so, um, I do recommend, you know, looking at that option for any adventure for that, at that point. Um, we did have one question that I thought was good, um, submitted in the group a while ago. Yes, by Melanie. And that was, yeah, she asked, like, she is curious to know if you felt like the experiences were authentic to the actual location, like to Costa Rica, as opposed to an American experience somewhere else. So uh, essentially what she's asking is, was this like better than an all inclusive? Yeah. Like going to sandals in the Bahamas and it's just like, you could have just went to Florida yeah, because <laughs> it's the same thing. You're not actually getting any Bahamian culture or anything Like, do you feel like you went to Costa Rica? Oh my gosh, 100%. I mean, from, obviously, Disney knows what they're doing, right? So the Disney magic was there every step of the way. Like, there was no Mickey, there was no castle or anything like that. It was still the Disney way. Like, Disney has a brand. But from the minute we got there, from our very first shuttle ride, we were immersed in that culture of, You know, our flags are all posted up right now because next month is our 200th anniversary and we're having a huge celebration next month um, or 201 years, excuse me. So we, you know, we were just immersed in the culture every step of the way. We were constantly learning about things from, um, I think I posted about one thing that we learned, you know, FICO was constantly anytime we're in that shuttle or even when we were doing the Garo Sour or, you know, where Garo comes from. You know, he was constantly just teaching us things, you know, about Costa Rica that you wouldn't necessarily get if you were going on an all-inclusive to Costa Rica. You're not going to get a tour guide that tells you, oh, yeah, so our old airport in San Jose is now closed. It's now a museum. Um, and, you know, go into detail about that to, 
depending on your license plate, you can't drive on certain days of the week. So if your license plate ends in six, you are not allowed to drive on Mondays and Tuesdays. And if you're caught driving on Mondays and Tuesdays, you get a fine. And then if you get caught again, you get another fine and so on and so forth. And, you know, constantly just learning about why, you know, there's the small roads and just immersing every part of that culture and those huge leaves in the cloud rainforest are called the poor man's umbrella. And here's why. And when you get past this point, you're crossing the continental divide. So you were constantly just taught things. It was like a history lesson, a geography lesson, but in real life, like you weren't sitting in a classroom and they made it fun. And the security, like we never once felt unsafe. We were always, always felt welcoming from the guides to the staff at the hotels to the the people that were running the excursions. Like it wasn't just some random American tourist that's coming up and saying, oh, hey, yeah, you guys are the group of 25 here for whitewater rafting. All right, well, here's how you do it. Like they, they made it fun and they knew that you were part of this group of Adventures by Disney. You were here because you have that Disney name. And Disney does their scouting. And they go through and say, yep, this is going to be a place. You know, they're constantly looking to make sure that they have the top brand that they're putting you in. And um, every part of it was represented along the way. Just every part. So, I mean, Fico was telling us that when Adventures by Disney first started, they... What they did do zip lining, but they did it at a different place. And as the years went on, the place they it wasn't unsafe, like nobody got hurt, but their their quality, the quality of the location started going downhill. And Disney went in and reevaluated it and said, Okay, we're no longer gonna send our guests to this zip lining excursion. We still want to do zip lining, so let's send scouts out and let's find a new place. And they found the sky adventure which is where we go now so you know they're constantly making sure that you have the absolute top brand where if you go and check into sandals and you sit at the resort you know on check-in day and here's the different excursions you can do and here's our place that we send you to go and swim with dolphins that's it that's the place that they have because they that's that's just where you go so don't go swim with dolphins i know i'm sorry it was a bad example but I'm sorry, but you know what I mean? Like they don't, they, it was a really bad example. I'm very sorry. Uh, no, that's okay. But you know what I mean? Like they don't, they don't go and do anything else. They just say, yep, this is it. So, and everything is based out of the hotel. It's based out it's, of the hotel where you're, you're more like, you're almost encouraged to never leave the hotel. Exactly. And then what's the point? Like, again, you could just go to Florida. Right. Like, so, so, Melanie, I hope that answered your question. Um, <laughs> we have been on an all-inclusive. Actually, that was the last time we were out of the country. was an all-inclusive in the Dominican Republic. And I absolutely loved it. It was, it was my only all-inclusive I've ever done. It was so much fun. It was a honeymoon for us as well there. And I would honestly, even if this was a group group travel, I would pick an Adventures by Disney honeymoon over an all-inclusive in the Dominican. It just was from everything being hassle-free to 
every just everything's taken care of you don't have to worry about sitting down with that person trying to schmooze you into going and doing this catamaran you don't know what you're walking into at least this you know that disney has done their research and they're constantly there it's like scouting for the nfl like they're constantly there making sure that you're getting the best quality i mean we had two disney employees on our trip with us that are there making sure that this is a legitimate like things are good so yeah okay let's talk about the price because this is not cheap it is not do you feel like you get what you pay for yes you know like what how are what are your thoughts on the value based on the price that you pay so i am me personally, I am very lucky enough to say that I have done an all-inclusive. I have done cruising, and now I have done an Adventures by Disney, and I've done regular trips. I've done Disney. I've done you know all those different things. Comparison-wise, so the price for this for this specific itinerary, this price starts at thirty nine hundred dollars per adult. That does not include gratuity for your guides, which is about ten dollars per person per day per guide which they 100% deserve $30 per person per day per guide. Like, they are just that amazing, honestly. Anyways, um, the price point, this specific itinerary, honestly, I think that's a fair price point. I mean, you are getting essentially all but one meal included. You know, you're not getting until a certain time. So, of course, you're going to eat breakfast and lunch on your own on your way. The day you leave, you're going to eat lunch and dinner on your own on your way. You have one meal in the middle that's not included. The quality of the food was amazing. It wasn't like chicken fingers, fries, burgers. It was steaks. Um, you know, we had, Dan had a mahi-mahi the one night. I mean, really good quality food. All of your excursions are included. All of your resorts are included. Hotels, transportation, Every single thing along the way is included. Those people that take your bags for you, you don't have to tip them. Those tips are included. So, you know, when the, when, when the airport guy comes and you feel obligated because he took your luggage, so you got to give him a 20, you don't have to do that. They are already tipped by Disney. So all of that, if you take into account all that stuff, 100% this price is worth it. Yeah, you're not staying at a Holiday Inn either. You're staying at a higher-end hotel. Yes. And all of your... You're not just going in with the crowd to do whatever activity. It's specifically set up for you so you can take your time and enjoy it. Yeah, So that and that was actually one thing, too, that I wanted to say. Now, this is... Each itinerary with Adventures by Disney is, is different, but... You are, when, when that bus pulls up, when that, now they call it that, that orange paddle, that's called the paddle of power. And it is the paddle of power. When these people know, they know you're coming, they, they, you're the priority. You come first. Your group, you don't wait. You go in, you are the main event, basically. This specific itinerary is lots of adventures and, and activities there are other adventures. So, for example, with the Paddle of Power, anyone who's ever been um, to Paris and has visited the Louvre in Paris, right? When you walk in, 
there are, or if you've seen pictures, maybe you haven't visited, but you've seen pictures, there are thousands upon thousands of people in there trying to look at this, right? When you're with Adventures by Disney, you get a private tour of the Louvre. Like you go and visit the Louvre when it's closed. You are the only 25 to 40 people in that building at the time. The Montana Wyoming adventure, you go and you go to a um, museum. It's after dinner. So dinner's at seven, six, seven. You go and visit the museum at nine o'clock at night. What museum do you know is open at nine? None. You are the only people in there. So you really truly get a VIP experience to anything that you are doing on any of the itineraries. Again, this one was a little bit different because it's a lot, it's, it's adventurous. There's a lot more adventure to it. Activity wise, I guess you could say everything's an adventure, but activity wise, um, but price point, 100% think it's worth it. Yeah, because you're paying for the expertise of the guy. Yeah. Like in addition to everything that you get, the hotels, the food, the excursions, you're paying for the expertise of the guides and the privateness or like you said vip access yes. to so yeah yeah i mean it's just like people that can book a vip tour at walt disney world right, right? like those are not cheap but you're paying to be the first one in line right on any ride and to be shuttled around to anything that you want to do so yeah and again like for people who you know you could plan all of these things on your own yeah but the amount of work that you would need to do yeah. <laughs> to book all of these different hotels all of these different activities and the transportation and then what kind of trans and the transport yeah and what kind of transportation are you getting like you have to call a guy, a person who you have to pay for the transportation now to take you. And do you know what you're getting? Like, you don't know in the foreign country, what kind of, I mean, obviously they're probably secure, but are they, but are they, you know what I mean? Yeah. So the safety and security and the ease, I mean, it was just, they really, the, the thing they strive on is the hassle-free and the VIP. And it is, it was a, I don't know. Oh, worth every it penny. Was, honestly, God, it was, it was seriously worth every single penny that we paid. I mean, you get what you pay you for. Really do. And it, it's, I, I just can't stress it enough. Like, yes, it is expensive. Do I expect you to say, Oh my God, I want to do Costa Rica next month and fork out $10,000. No, it is something you need to look at and say, I really, here's the type of, uh, here's the type of adventure I'm looking for. I want to go, I want to go horseback riding. I want to sleep under the stars. I want to, Go whitewater rafting. Oh, perfect. Okay, well, let's look at Montana, Wyoming. You get seven nights in Montana, Wyoming, and you go and do that, and you book it, and it's something you look forward to in a year. And you start, you book it so you have it, but you save up for that year. And I'll tell you, that year of saving and looking forward to that trip, I promise you, I mean, I had seven weeks to throw this trip together, and I'm so glad I did. And, and my, my, you know, obviously it's a lot different for me and Dan traveling alone, but when you're planning it ahead, yeah, you hundred percent worth every penny. I, I don't think it's overpriced in any of the excursions, really. I mean, if you look at the itineraries for that, there's 
40 plus different itineraries on seven different continents. There is something for everybody. So who would you say this specific trip is for? Like Costa Costa Rica. Rica? Yeah. You've got to be willing to get a little dirty. You have to be willing to get dirty. (laughs) Yeah. So this, this specific Costa Rica trip is for anyone who's adventurous. It's for anyone who's willing to, so this at Adventures by Disney, um, unless it's an adult exclusive, is for ages five and up. This specific trip is geared for eight and over. I mean, obviously, if you have a seven-year-old and you know your seven-year-old, maybe they can go zip, you know, they can absolutely do zip lining. There are ways to do it. They do recommend the suggested age of eight and over, but you have to be adventurous. You have to be willing to step out of your comfort zone and get on a raft and go whitewater rafting. You have to be willing to hang by a carabiner from a rope hundreds of feet in the air above a rainforest to go zip lining a half a mile down. If you're adventurous, this specific trip is for you. It's also Yeah, this isn't the bougie no. museum tours like Correct. If you want those, let me refer you to Paris. Right. Yes. Um, You also, the other thing that this trip, this trip and honestly any adventure is for anyone who is willing to get up early. So if you're the type of person that wants to go on vacation and go on, let's say an all-inclusive and stay up late till the bar closes at 2 a.m. and drink your face off because it's included and sleep in until three o'clock and then sit on the beach for five hours and then do it all over again, Adventures by Disney is not for you. That's not what this is about. Adventures by Disney is about exploring the different beauties of the world and seeing what the different countries have to offer. Every single breakfast started between six and 6.30. We were on the bus between, except for that one day, between 7.30 and eight. They're early mornings. They are you don't have to go to bed early, but we were in bed by 10, 11 o'clock and ready to go the next day because you had a full day of activities ahead of you. So, and you can obviously opt out of the activities. It's up to you. You're paying for it. If you're doing it, why not do it? Right. Mm-hmm. But there is also that lot, you know, even if you do want that little bit of relaxation time, like we talked about, there is plenty of time without rushing or anything like that. There was plenty of time where you have time on your own at the hotel. Go and do what you want to do. Because you don't have to worry about, oh my God, we have dinner at six. Oh, I got to be home by 4.30. I got to take a shower. I got to do my hair. I got to get ready. I got to get in the car. I got to leave by 5.15 so I can get there. Like you're five seconds away. Dinner's at six. You're in the shower at 5.40 and, you know, at the restaurant by 5.59. So... (laughs) So that's what I think Costa Rica is for. It's just the adventurous type. And yeah, like we were saying, if you are more of a, I want to tour castles and museums, there's other itineraries for that. There are itineraries for everybody, yeah. And I I know like not too long ago, maybe just a few weeks ago, didn't you post that there was like, like every once in a while there's a deal. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because you had, what was it? It was like $500 off per person or something. Yes. So right now, now granted, I mean, there's only a couple months left in 2022. But if you really are thinking about doing it, they are actually, there is a deal. 
2022 last chance fall offer where you can save up to $350 per person on select departures. And then for 2023 adventures, you could save, depending on itinerary, you could save up to $1,000 per person. So, oh, wow. Yeah. I mean, there's definitely something out there for everybody. Yeah. Those deals don't come along a lot. They do not, no. So, you know, when you see them, if you've already been thinking about it for a while, like that, you know, that might be the time to pull the trigger. Are all the itineraries, do they have different like deposits or how does that work? Um, so there are a couple different types of adventures. So there's regular adventures, which is like what I took, which is a, the deposit is 10% of the trip price is what to do at the time of booking. There's private adventures there's escapes. So escapes are like the Disneyland escape, which is um, like three nights in Disneyland. Um, so there's different things like that. There's river cruises and then there's expedition cruises. So each one, the deposit's a little bit different as well as the final payment. So final payment is anywhere from 120 to 90 days, depending on the type of adventure that you take. Okay. But for the mo the general one, which is regular adventures like this Costa Rica adventure, it is a 10% deposit, and then uh, the final payments due 90 days prior to departure. Okay, cool. Well, now you guys have heard all about Adventures by Disney and Costa Rica <laughs> in particular. Um, Katie, I did see you had one more note down here about this MPC app. Yeah, that and then one other thing to add at the end. So, uh, And I forgot to talk about it. When we left Liberia to get into, we, we flew Liberia to Houston and then made our way back to Buffalo. But um, the MPC app is the mobile passport control app. And something I actually recommend to anybody, it depends on the airport you're flying into, if they accept it or not. But it's something we downloaded on our phone. And ahead of time, we uploaded all of our passport information into there. And upon arriving in Houston, which was where, you know, Liberia to Houston, once we landed, you basically fill out your customs form. So if you have anything to declare, anything like that, you basically go in, answer the questions, and then once you go through customs in the United States, all they do is scan the, bar the QR code that you have on your phone, take your picture, ask you where you were, and that's it. I mean, we were through U.S. Customs in like three minutes. So it was it, it's dependent on the airport you're flying into if they accept it or not but it was something that um, I had found that really made arriving back into the states a lot easier all right what was the other thing you said one more thing my last little little thing so I have two things to say about adventures by Disney as a whole I mean if if you guys you know everything that we just said like obviously this itinerary is great but the whole Adventures by Disney as a whole, the ease of the trip every step of the way it was remarkable. I know personally, like going into it, that everything was going to be taken care of, but I didn't know how easy it was going to be. From all you have to do is put your suitcase outside your room to everything being taken care of. They really, truly take care of everything. Um, that Disney magic, that Disney name is there every single step of the way 
from, like I said, Fico being at the airport, he didn't have to sit and have lunch with us at the Liberia airport, but he did. When we got home, Dan said something and it really hit me. And he said, a week ago, we were 27 strangers having an awkward conversation at a welcome dinner, trying to get to know each other, trying to find things in common. And six days later, we were like a family. We made amazing friends and we made really awesome connections. We just, these connections that we made, you know, Steve and I, we both were on the DCP. The fact that we were strangers on day one and on day seven, we were crying and sharing all these tears and memories we had. The friendships and memories that Dan and I made on this trip, even though James wasn't there, the memories we made, it was remarkable. I have never, the amount of times I've been to Disney, with the exception of the last one when I got a huge surprise, um, <laughs> with the amount of times I've been to Disney, I've never had so many remarkable memories. But you really do become this huge family and, you know, you're exchanging numbers and, and social media and just becoming together. And... um you know, group travel is not for everybody. It is absolutely not. You have to be 100% willing to step out of your comfort zone and be willing to put yourself out there. And if you can do that, those 25 people that you met on the first day that you're trying to, oh, hey, yeah, I, I love Disney. You're not getting the castle. You're not getting Mickey Mouse. You're not getting Big Thunder Mountain. But you're making these huge, magical Disney memories that I'm never gonna forget. I don't care if it's Costa Rica or Paris or Montana, Adventures by Disney, this is the only way I would ever do a group travel. They 100% know what they're doing. It was amazing. And Dan's already planning our next one. So <laughs> we're apparently either going to Peru, uh, the Galapagos Islands, or the Disneyland in Southern California adventure. Not really sure where I'll keep you all posted. <laughs> <laughs> yeah i want to do that disneyland one where you go to the studios and imagineering and all that that's like been high up on my list for a while the other one that i i mean peru sounds awesome i know you were talking about that but the other one that i would love to do is uh antarctica and yes. patagonia uh, but I need to save my dollars for that one. <laughs> right? <laughs> um, I'm sure it's worth it for for sure, but it's uh, it's it's pricey. Yeah. But I mean, Antarctica, like that's not a cheap trip, anyways. And it's the one that they have on the website is 12 days, mm -hmm. so it's you know, it's long. So I would love to do the Greece one. You get to go to Athens. Uh, Santorini, Crete, 10 days, nine nights. You get, oh man. I mean, I, if I'm going to go to Greece, I'm going to do it right. <laughs> There's so many, guys, there are so many different adventures. Uh, it's, I wish they had one in Argentina. Yeah, maybe. That eventually. I would, I would love to do that too. That's, I've kind of always been fascinated with Argentina, but yeah. 
Yeah, there's so many. There's so many out there. Kevin, the adventure guide, he has done, like I said, the, the American adventure guides, they get put wherever, like they get a month schedule ahead of time. And and last month he was, he was in Egypt and he, I did not know that I wanted to go to Egypt. I mean, it's not on my top five list right now of adventures by Disney, just because there's a few other places I'd like to see first, but man, he made Egypt sound amazing. Like who, even Dan said it, he goes, until Kevin told me about it, I didn't know I wanted to go to Egypt. I want to go to Egypt. <laughs> but thanks for following me along on my adventure. It was awesome. I don't know why I'm crying about it. I've been on and off crying about this, like thinking about, oh my God, two weeks ago, I was, <laughs> da, 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 da. <laughs> I didn't know I needed that adventure in my life. And I did. And I'm so glad I did it. <laughs> it's, I, Travel when you actually do it right, which I have theories about how to properly travel. Right. Um, it it does affect you. Yes, you don't know you don't know you need adventure till you need it. And the I'm gonna I'm gonna end on telling you guys something that Fico said to us on the last day, and that is that traveling is the only thing that you can spend money on that makes you richer. And it really is. Oh, yeah. That's why years ago I stopped buying stuff for my family. None of us need more stuff. Nope. And it is a Band-Aid, especially when you're like in a stress mode and you just want something that makes you feel better or you think if you get this thing, it's going to make you feel a certain way or present a certain way or... I, I, you know, yeah. Over my life, I've I've learned this. Yeah. <laughs> like the the time that I felt the most free in my life, it, as far as like the baggage of things, was when I was in the Navy and I could only have what I could fit into sea bags. You don't realize how much stuff that you have that you don't need, and probably don't even want. You bought it on a whim or something so unless somebody needs something i'm usually the one that's buying airline gift cards or gas cards so they can take their you know trip up north or to cedar point or disney gift cards so they can use it to pay for their vacation or you know something like that because and that's what I prefer to receive as a gift too like yep you know every once in a while I see a purse that I like I love that purse and I really want it. Right. <laughs> but for the most part, I would rather, I would rather go see something or do something. Mm-hmm. So yes, I, you know, not everybody is the same as me, but I genuinely feel that yeah, he's- I would rather go travel and go see something new or have an experience. Mm-hmm. When he said that to us on our last day, like it really hit. I mean, I've been like that the past couple of years with James and like doing different things and experiences and, but like actually physically hearing that, that was just, so that is my new model model on life. Travel is the only thing you can buy that will make you richer. All right, guys, that's our show. We're going to pull up to our stop here. Um, If you have any additional questions, uh, if you want Katie to expand on anything, We tried to kind of keep the daily itineraries 
a little bit shorter so we could explain more of like how to prepare and things like that. But if you have any questions that you want her to expand on, if you want to see a picture of something that you missed, go ahead and pop into the Facebook group and you can type it out there and tag Katie and we'll get you an answer. And if anybody's interested in booking an Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can do that for you too Mm -hmm. and get you all the information that you need about that. So I'd also love to hear, you know, I'd like, I'd love for you guys to go over to the Adventures by Disney website and pick out an itinerary or two that you would absolutely love to do. I'm curious where our group stands on that. Like, oh yeah. Do we, are we a group full of bougie museum, museum people? (laughs) Do you want to go to the Louvre or do you want to hold a tarantula in the wild? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So yeah, I'd love to see that too. So uh, just pop over there, let us know. And with that, we're going to say, see you real soon. Bye everybody. Thanks for following along. I'm so glad that it worked out and we're still friends. (laughs) Seriously. That's a wrap on this episode. Thanks so much for riding the red line with us. Thanks to my guest, Katie Fisher from Pictures and Postcards Travel. If you are heading to the Disney parks or looking at booking a Disney cruise or Adventures by Disney experience, Katie can help you get the best prices and discounts along with custom planning and itineraries all at no cost to you. You can find her online at picturesandpostcardstravel.com or email her directly at kfisher at nyaaa.com. Now that you've had a listen, we invite you to join our Main and Magic Friends community on Facebook to share your thoughts about the episode. You're welcome to pop in to share ideas, stories, or photos and to connect with other Disney fans. You can also ask questions, get and give advice, post updates from the parks, and just have fun. Head to facebook.com forward slash groups forward slash main and magic to join. If you've got a comment or a question, you can email me at mainandmagic at gmail.com or use the contact form on our website. If you enjoyed this episode, please take a minute to share it out on social media and pop over to iTunes and leave us a review. Thank you so much for listening. And of course, in the Disney tradition around here, we don't like to say goodbye. So we say see you real soon. Bye.